I get it. I mean, this is a whole new side of you. Literally, it's a perspective. It absolutely down. I, I am. Uh, I am overlooking the entire project here. I want to say thank you, everybody, for joining the amazing show <laughs> where TK looks down. On, no, I'm not trying to look down. Um, it, it's uh, <laughs> it's a lot of different things. Uh, we have obviously technical problems every time, and, and of course, this was my turn. Uh, choppy TK yeah. with 600 megabits down. Like, I, I, again, it was like we were starting to get like weird garbled audio, and then you were mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> TK is like, no, no. I think at one point I was like, and I'm like, yeah. Well, you, you had like lip lip, lip smacking at one point. And you're like, I that's, just don't that's think that's what we want to do for the show. That's how hey, we do it, man. We lip smack all over the place, man. It's like part of town. Oh, it's so gross. Oh my no, god! Please, <laughs> please so, everybody, no, welcome to uh, to a wacky little podcast, and appreciate your patience as we got this show up and running. This is another episode of Best of Our Week, where two old guys talk about the best tech of their week. I'm Juan Carlos Bagnell. This is my buddy TK Bay. And Senor, I, I don't know about you, man, but for like being in between a couple of major announcements. Because we were yeah. we were chatting at like Xiaomi 13 Ultras and oh and man that was crazy exciting that rumors crazy. Were coming out soon. Uh, I also felt like this was yet another crazy busy week of other just like accessories and uh, and kind of uh, complementary products. Like it, we've been having a lot of fun, even if it's like phone after phone after phone. But then also everything else we can do with our phones and tablets and game consoles and stuff. A too, lot of so. A lot of things are changing. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. And I think the, the obviously the 13 Ultra, I feel like still kind of overshadows a lot of stuff going on. But we both had conversations on, on both of our channels talking about, you know, Android desktop experiences and some of the things going on with Android 13 and, and what can you do and what can't you do. Um, the, the challenge I think that we've been going through recently is that at least the way I'm seeing it right now with the way tech is moving forward, obviously we we're going into more, more specific niche based experiences. Uh, cameras are becoming better. They're becoming uh, more pronounced. Companies are trying to one up each other. There's more competition back in the game where, you know, Xiaomi goes up with the 13 pro with the one inch sensor. I mean, prior to that, obviously we had uh, vivo coming up with it. And then, you know, Oppo says, hold my beer. Let me go ahead and show you how we're going to do it. And then Xiaomi comes back and says, no, 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 my friend, please, you hold the beer. And let me show you how we're going to do it on this end. <laughs> so this is like, a, I, I'm excited for that part. But, you know, there are some areas that I feel like we're still lacking. There are some areas that I've, I feel like Google's been, um, I think, putting on the back burner. And and we're also, sure. one of the things I, I know you, when you were talking about the Android 13 and desktop experiences, um, some of the concerns I'm seeing, in it, like some of the devices I used to enjoy the most with Android desktop was the fact that we could actually, you know, connect a well, OnePlus device yeah. at least in the U.S. market and get video out. But it seems like since, I'm not saying that it is since, but like, you know, since the 10T and then the 11, we don't have video out. I mean, those are, that. It, I feel like OnePlus is, has, um, there's, there hasn't been any statement about it, but essentially the, the priority for video output has not been, uh, prior, no longer a priority, well, I guess. I, the lack of I, I don't think we anticipated the mm-hmm. impact of the Pixel 6. So not the Pixel the 6, 6 Pro, the, not the Pixel 6a. The standard the Pixel 6. And yeah. from the Pixel 6 to the Pixel 7, we see a a starter premium tier phone. Mm-hmm. It's not a mid-ranger, and it's not yeah. really a flagship killer. That's like the Pixel 6a now. The Pixel 6a is more a true flagship killer phone. 
the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 7 are starter premium. You've just crossed over yeah. from mid-rangers. You're looking to get yourself something a little nicer, but exactly. you're still spending a lot, lot less. And, and yeah. especially because, like, psychologically, we've got this idea of a premium tier phone at around $650, like we used to have back in, like, the Galaxy S5 days, mm-hmm. right? That's a yeah. nice phone. So now we've got so many manufacturers targeting um, a $699 and less mm-hmm. kind of price. I mean, like, on my desk, we've got the OnePlus 11. Um, oh, I don't know if I still have it on my desk. Um, I, no, I got it here. Have... I got my 11. I got you covered. No, I've got OnePlus 11, uh, my gotcha. Xiaomi 13, See? which yeah, yeah. retail the MSRP. Oh, wait, wait, wrong, wrong, no, wrong, not the 13 Pro. Not the Pro. See, see, see. No, no, I'm with Xiaomi you. 13. So retail, this was supposed to be like an 800 euro phone. Yeah. But really, you can buy it for like 650. Even on Giz oh, Top, to import it here into the United States is like 650. Yeah, um, and, and they had it on have, early bird specials as well. And uh, and and also in keeping with that theme, we've got a phone like the IQ Eleven. Each of mm-hmm. these phones took a back uh, took a step back from the starter premium price should be nine ninety nine or eight ninety nine yeah. or seven ninety nine. Well, and so, so they, I felt they, like that was more of a pixel fix. Yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry, but that's what I mean. Is like so. A Pixel 6, a Pixel 7 came in at like $500. These companies are making phones that are more powerful and in some ways nicer than a Pixel 6 or a Pixel 7, but they're still trying to target that sub $700 price tier. Anything they can do to wedge comfortably under the MSRP of Samsung and Apple. But that Mm -hmm. also means we're inundated right now. We are flush with phones that do phone things. Mm-hmm. The starter premium phones are really nice phones. They have really yep. nice screens. They've got pretty good cameras, but they're designed to kind of tap out. Like they don't go much beyond that iPhone like phone that does phone thing kind of experience. And so this yeah. is to, this to me is the concern because so many people kind of walk into that and they're like, oh, I got a nice phone. And you're like, yeah, but we used to have other kinds of computing experiences and gaming experiences and productivity experiences and content creation experiences. And now I'm, I'm having a hard time saying you need an eight gen two with a good camera sensor and it's going to be about $700. But why, you know, like yeah. the one plus 11 is a, is a screamer phone. It's a high performance oh, phone. It's, it's a great gaming phone, but like, even then, do do we say one plus eleven, or do we say, hey, save a couple hundred bucks and get something in the mid range, and you've got like ten percent less frames per second in like in like a, a seven series game. as opposed to an eight series? You're, no, I, I'm with you. The agent, the agent one, sorry, the agent two is. I mean, we have a couple of options on the market right now that are bringing the agent two down to that rough, rough price point. I think you get Red Magic and you get one plus. Um, we see typically around that area a little bit more of the 7 series, the 7, uh, 7 Gen 1 or the 778. Um, the, the biggest thing that I've been looking at, I think, overall in, in like recommending for, for devices, I think the Pixel A series has, has truly been, like ever since last year, especially with the 6A, um, or sorry, with the 5A, uh, the, 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 you know, obviously, sorry, take that back, with the 6A last year, 
Seven A is coming out this night, sure. next week. I'm I'm a little bit going going all over, but the Six A series has been a champ. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there was some challenges, but it benefited from all the things that the Six series, the Six and the Six Pro, had to go through. For the price point, it was hard to beat, and I still think it's a hard beat, uh, hard, the price that's hard to beat. I think the Seven A is going to continue that, even though it's rumored to go a little bit more expensive. It's going to be running obviously about roughly four ninety nine. I was anticipating about four seventy five or something, but you know it makes sense a little bit more, and I'm sure it'll be on specials. It's hard to sell somebody on a on a, a daily driver that takes great pictures at a more expensive price point when all they want is, you know, for the phone to do phone things and to take good pictures. It's yeah. a it's a tough sell. I think this is where I, I keep where I feel like this year is becoming more of that niche experience. It's like if you want to be a really like a very focused gaming experience person, you have Red Magic and ROG. Different price points, but different yeah. experiences going on. If you want great cameras, it looks like Xiaomi, Oppo, and, um, you know, um, I think Vivo. it's like Vivo, definitely for the, for the longest time, has been doing it. Because they've been innovating in that field, and I think the other companies yeah. are starting to catch up. They, You have those solutions, and those are the top tier for that specific reason. Samsung included, I can't take really take them out. I mean, they have good camera systems. I just don't think, you know, they're improving as, as much as some of the other companies. I feel like the Chinese companies at this point are literally doing leaps and bounds into trying to, edge each other and i really love that because the competition's creating better products for us and as soon as we either you know both of us get our hands on the uh, xiaomi 13 ultra i think we're all going to be basically you know this will be a drool fest because for me i'm like it's hard to explain the excitement i get around cameras anymore because i feel like truly like i i want to i do and i live in the camera 90 percent of what i do because we create content is not inside the camera app and what the cameras can do um, but yeah, so long story, incredibly short story, incredibly long. Um, there are some concerns. There are some things that are changing, but I feel like, yeah, you're right. Recommendations need to be tailored to the need of what people need to do. And you don't really need to go well, to the flagship to, for, for general kinda, use. It. But isn't that kind of the problem though, is cause like we get a lot of people who will defend certain business practices and they'll say, well, I mean, if consumers didn't like it, they wouldn't keep buying it. And you're like. I feel like we've lost the hearts and minds because I feel like that's a consumer education and marketing problem. Yeah, Every single time I pull stuff like this out. So um, yesterday, my daughter had like a, they call it Weird Wednesday. It's basically just a half day for the students. So teachers have a bit more of a press. (laughs) Weird Wednesday. I like that. I like that. We used to have pajama um, uh, pajama Fridays. If I remember, they do still pajama. Oh, oh, we do. Oh, we do some pajama Fridays. Dress up as your mm-hmm. favorite superheroes. I mean, we got some themes. But I every love Wednesday's kind of a kind of a half day. And yeah. uh, I was talking to one of the moms, and she's coming up with a game, uh, a trivia game app. And I'm like, this is yeah. cool. Just this entire time, like this entire school year, we've just been chatting and hanging out and talking about like gadgets and stuff. So I said, hey, you know, I've been playing with these glasses. You want me to bring them? So mm-hmm. I bring the uh, the Rokid Max. They're actually in my backpack downstairs right now because I, I, I haven't brought them back up. Um, I've been, I've been, I, I but, really need to put that video out for those, by the way. I've been watching oh, so much stuff on them. It's so crazy. good. Um, yeah, it's yeah, such yeah. a big upgrade for them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, and, and I showed it off with a couple different things. So like I have my steam yeah. deck, plug them into the steam deck. Um, yeah. one of the kids there is like trying to figure out how to play Tetris kids today are terrible at Tetris. It was hilarious. Um, but then I also plugged them into my moto and she sees ready Four pop up and she's got a yeah. pixel. She's like, Oh, is this what my phone can do? And you're like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. I know. I know. It's that education part. It's like explaining that not all Android is Android. 
Um, so, like, you, you, it's yeah. very easy and it's very lazy for a bunch of techies who have a desk full of gadgets like us to go there and say, oh, but if average consumers cared about features, they would buy them. And you're like, they, no one literally knows about this stuff. And when you show it to them, they're like, there is some massive FOMO. Yeah. I, I've, I've been side by side some Samsung folks and <laughs> they look at the phone that I'll pull out of my pocket with the giant disc of camera sensors on the back and they go, what is that thing? And then you take a couple photos and you show them the photos and they do not look like what come out of the Samsung phones. And then there's this like desire button that's been pressed. They don't want to stray from Samsung. They don't want to stray yeah. from what they're familiar with. They want to keep buying the product, but man, I wish my phone had something like that on it. And it's like, we can't even get the feature acknowledged, let alone like, hey, it, you know what? So, if you had the opportunity. So yeah. Yeah. Well, but, and the thing about it also is, I think, I want to say that one year Samsung did actually mention Dex. They used to mention Dex back in the old days when Dex used to have its own dock. I think that's what we first got introduced to it. But even then, they stopped referring to it. I mean, they're still carrying it. Obviously, it's still a feature that they have. But it's not something that they put forthcoming in front of you so that even when you're setting up the phone and going through it for the first time, you would know that you can cast your devices to screen and create a desktop experience on a TV. You literally have to either stumble on it in the settings and see, well, what is Dex? And or well, and, watch a video or somebody, yeah. And don't and you find don't you it. find it very? I find it very strange. I I, mm -hmm. I I don't understand why it seems so prevalent that like a lot of the folks that I that I run into and and I, I I'm on the Samsung Dex subreddit and I listen to people complain about like Dex performance and it keeps like hey I tried connecting it wirelessly to this off-brand TV. And it was really laggy. I guess you can't really use it for anything. Or I plugged it into my computer so I could use my phone like a computer on another computer. And it got kind of stuttery. And you're like, at some point, <laughs> you know, like, even when someone does find out about it, it's like the first opportunity they have to use it is the absolute worst way to try it which is going to color the experience in the worst, worst possible way. light. Absolutely. And yep. you're never yep. really going to give stuff like that another try when you, you kind of show them like, oh, no, I just plug it directly into this monitor. It can do that? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, come on. And, and, no, no, and I, that to me I, is, yeah. is, is like we, we keep uh, – why I keep using phrases like bad hack political phrases like losing the hearts and minds. I, I worry that we might have lost the premium tier market. I'll be very anxious to see how the Xiaomi 13 Ultra handles being upgraded to USB 3. This is the first Xiaomi that's ever had a USB 3 port. And if it doesn't have video out and all the full capabilities of USB 3, then I think it's flipping game over. I think we can just yeah. pack it in. All of your phones are basically just going to be overpowered, running hot, poor battery life, hot rods that you can't do anything with. Your phones will do phone things. If you want a tablet, then you need to buy a tablet to do tablet things. You can't use your compute power anywhere else. I think it's going to be a trend towards removing all of that functionality. I, I I worry, and I am as cautious as you are when it comes to those things. This is this is some of those things that I 
Like when I get a chance to talk to some of the PR reps and some of the companies when we work with them, this is why I always champion and I always like specifically with honor. I mean, it, it, you, if you're ever in the same pre-briefing in a meeting, regardless of what device it is, there's that one guy that always asks, what about desktop mode? Is it, does yeah. this device carry it? Well, I mean, it's going to be your guys. Us. Yeah, it's <laughs> always going to be us because we're the ones <laughs> looking for... Like this, this, seriously, one of the biggest appeals for me for the for the Magic Five Pro, on top of the fact that we have great cameras, the sleek design, and, and obviously large display, high refresh rate, all the bells and whistles with the HN2. It's the fact that you can leverage that power, that connectivity capability on a large display or connect it to a next stock and leverage that and make it do so much more. Your multitasking goes to such an extreme level once you're able to leverage those things. And I worry, like I said, right now, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's really kind of focusing other than on the camera, right? Because realistically, the 13 Ultra is, it's a camera with a phone attached to it. This is literally how mm -hmm. it's built, right? The heavy focus is on the cameras, especially the cameras on the back. Um, and I know there's some people that are kind of a little bit disappointed. And I'm not going to deny, I am as well. I wish that we got better front-facing experience. But it's the same thing as when we had this conversation when Sony didn't have a 4K front-facing camera. You don't buy a DSLR because you want to use a front-facing camera. You use it for the cameras that are there to give you the best experience. And this is what the 13 Ultra is built. This is what the, you know, the Find X6 Pro, the Vivo, all these devices, they want you to live in the main sensor in the back because JC told us this a few years back. And we need to remember that JC always so knows best. So, so I just did that rear camera selfie. It turned out great. Um, this is like infinitely better than any crappy front facing camera. I just did a blind. Absolutely. I didn't even point it to the camera where I have like the ability to kind of. You weren't cheating. You were You weren't. So you weren't using the, the camera as a. The people. And, here, let me yeah, turn yeah, down, I've, let me turn down the. I, I've done that a few times when I do my uh, my mic test on the camera, where I use the the my uh, A7S III <laughs> as, the, as the alignment just to kind of figure out where I am. Man, this is a weird point of view for me to be in the office. Hey, who's that guy? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> hey, like, like, so that was that was one try, and I just flipped yeah. it sideways, and I took the photo, well, I mean, and it came the, out the, awesome. And this looks focus. so much better than yeah. any selfie camera. The only yeah. thing your selfie camera is good at is video calling. Everything Absolutely. else is garbage. And yeah. if you if you hate your family, I guess use your selfie camera to take photos of memories. So, so I, I, I that's the only thing I can come to a conclusion at is that everybody hates their families and all of their photos of special moments are completely disposable. You oh only exist to be the fuel that is churned <laughs> in social media machines. Yeah. And you're just getting constantly ground under the gears. Of, yeah. And you like this. This is what you like. This is the only thing I can, I can come to a conclusion on is that you like being completely exploited and abused by mega billion dollar social media corporations for their profit yeah. margins and training their AI models. Cause if you just turn the phone around, you get an actual photo that you might want to save. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, otherwise and I think it's just disposable content for them. It, the, the, re the reason behind that is it's mostly because, <laughs> and, and I, no, I mean, the reality is why do people, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, like and, and we saw obviously you know um, somebody obviously if somebody was commenting saying like you know I've taken pictures with families with with it I'm not saying they're not they're 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 not good pictures but they're terrible so you're the divide, they're it's, selfie it's, camera if you're taking a they're picture with, 
There's no convincing this guy. That's it. The show is done. Sorry, this guy. Wait, hold on. This guy? Wait, hold on. That, this guy. That, I got, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. There you okay. go. It's the whole, I'm on a new camera setup. This whole, I might as well just cancel the whole studio since I'm now able to do it. The Tab S8 Ultra has has done very well the last few times good. we've used it. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, not really surprised. I'm, you know, because so, I am using I it as a front-facing camera right now. This is... Yeah. you know the level yeah that's what no, i said uh, the only yeah. thing that these cameras are are useful for at all are video calls you Absolutely. are helping to support that is something that that camera does well it, it, it's is, created for zoom being on like a zoom call yeah or or a live stream like what we're on right now <laughs> but yeah no um the, the the other thing that i noticed here obviously is you know uh, we're talking about that a lot of people don't know that you could use the Dex experience already for, or even uh, Honor's Magic OS as a second screen, right? Because you're running the desktop on the main screen on whatever display that you're using on the TV or whatever, and your phone still operates on its own with its own operating uh, functions. You're splitting. You're actually starting to somewhat push what the system is able to do as opposed to having it run idle on maybe using the more efficient cores 90% of the time. So I... It is absolutely a great point. Exactly what Farhan was saying. It's like it's it's the point where people don't talk about, and it's it's something they don't even mention. It's such a good feature that people just don't even they in almost none of the other reviews I've seen once ever have they mentioned that the Magic Five Pro does anything other than just obviously great camera, great UI, a few hiccups here and there, and you in the software, but they're fixing it. Right. Nobody it talks about it. Started on like, oh, I took a bunch of sample photos by pointing a camera full auto without testing any of the other features and the colors are hdr and 10 bit and it takes video in 4k but that's uh, i know it, it, no no absolutely absolutely but um the, the reason why we're excited about the 13 old fright and i think the biggest thing about it obviously is is what they're trying to offer mm-hmm. with uh the new technology they're trying to push with the maintenance sensor the 989 is trying to give us uh, a variable aperture or multiple aperture for, uh, stops, like an f f one point nine and I think an f four, um, mm-hmm. in and different stops, and the ability to basically reduce the amount of light, reduce the amount of bokeh you're able to actually generate in an image, and gives you a little bit more creative freedom as opposed to just doing that auto mode and click and shoot kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. A, a regular person picking up a thirteen ultra may not enjoy it as much as they think they would. Um, it may be great to sound like it's the best camera experience. Once we try it, we'll be able to hopefully verify that. Obviously, if it's built on the 13 Pro, I know I, I already have like a flavor of what this is going to be. It's that extra control that I'm excited about, where I get to control the kind of conversation a little bit more. But like a device like that, or a Find X6 Pro, or even with the Vivo X90 Pro and X90 Pro Plus, those are specific devices. You don't stumble on them. So I, I really feel like you know it's it's just. We have to appreciate what we can do, but we also should know that our devices are not just TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, email, and and and. Well, and I mean, basic I feel I, I feel we know this. I feel like yeah, the people but that, that's why I always I like to champion it. Yeah, I want to make sure I, I to bring feel, it in the conversation. I feel like we're we're missing those larger opportunities to be those yeah. ambassadors for more people, and I feel like the the conversation has kind of spun out. So, I mean, we mm-hmm. were talking, we, we kind of got into this, like, super sideways, and I don't want to keep, like, circularly conversing about, you know, what the differences between these phones are and sort of a consumer mindset. Uh, consumer yeah, and while you're doing that, I'm going to share the stream real quick on mentality. Twitter. Um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, none of us tweeted. 
Well, I was um, I was gonna say I just realized that. Yeah, sorry. But but the uh, the 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 problem I'm having is we're beholden to a certain flavor of marketing. That's how mm-hmm. a lot of companies make money. The popularity of products are already sort of self-reinforced by algorithms that self-select yeah. for popularity. So if they're not popular, then the algorithm is going to ignore them. But if they're already popular, then the algorithm will make them more popular. Um, yeah. So these types of trends reinforce a very limited idea of what these things can do. And genuinely, when I have the opportunity to show people anything different, uh, it's usually regarded as like something impressive or positive, or I didn't know a gadget could do that, or I didn't know phones. And you're like, for all of these, this sort of apathy that we claim average consumers have about the current state of smartphones and how they don't use features and don't do things, my personal experiences have almost overwhelmingly been interested and excited. Exactly. Very frequently asking, when is my iPhone going to be able to do that? And you're like, as long as you keep buying iPhones, it will never do this. As long as you keep telling Apple that this is the type of $900 phone that you want, well, you know, you they keep telling Apple that you want to buy it. You want to buy a tablet uh, to be able to get that experience because you don't want to be able to have that baked in. Because well, Apple makes it. Yeah, that's a very that that is the specific and you know, yeah. yeah, but but very generally, you can't yeah. change the behavior of a of a two trillion dollar corporation by buying their stuff and then hoping they'll, they'll eventually give you something that a competitor has. That's yeah. not how any of this works. And so that that's just to me is like I, I, I'm trying to be excited about like I, I took the Xiaomi 13, not the 13 Pro, just the regular, the little Xiaomi 13 out for a photo walk today. And it's a stinking great point and shoot camera. It is a really solid little performer. It is in this glut of Pixel 7, uh, IQ 11, OnePlus 11, the Xiaomi 13. And, and like I'm walking around and shooting with it. And even at sub $700, I'm having this issue where, man, I feel like I could be really close on like an IQ Neo 6 or a Vivo V27. And I don't know that the extra horsepower is really doing me a whole lot because this isn't a game that's going to be, tar- this, isn't a fo- uh, this isn't a phone that's going to be targeted at a bunch of heavy gamers. A heavy gamer isn't going to take the littlest Xiaomi with the smallest battery and go, yeah, now I've got a gaming phone. Like that's... That's not who this is for. And so I have to believe the person who's in that just on the cusp of mid-range to premium tier, they're probably going to value battery life above high performance. And and it's like those kinds of conversations that I I keep racking my brain on. But uh, this all dovetails because I put out a video talking about desktop modes. (laughs) Oh no, no, absolutely. <laughs> you I was can trying catch to, that video. I was, I was trying to any way I can to show some kind of advanced use and it feels like the the capabilities of our phones are slipping through our fingers. We don't have headphone yeah. jacks, <laughs> we don't have memory card slots. We uh, the Android desktop mode is fundamentally unusably broken in Android 13. Um, thankfully I, I, I found some apps that we can talk about that can fix that ETA prime beat me by a day to making almost the same kind of conversation that I was trying to make. But, um, if we don't scratch and claw our ways back 
into phones with features on them, we're very quickly, I feel, going to descend into sort of all wireless charging, batteries that degrade really quickly, incredibly yeah. powerful phones, and the rumors on the Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 are like even more oh, power and CPU cores and GPU Your performance. Prime cores, and, like, yep. and what can you do with it? And, and literally, what? where can you use that power? Because it's going to be locked up on a phone with a 1080p screen and you're going to be gaming at 60 frames per second. And, and you can do that on a Snapdragon it's, 865. It's, it's, well, no, no, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It's it's, it's like uh, you're you're getting a phone that, that has a Lamborghini engine and, and a body of a Lamborghini, but then it's throttled to run like a Lamborghini from three years ago. So, and then the, the reviewers is, are praising that. The reviewers are saying, "Oh, but you don't. You have this Lamborghini. You don't want to waste fuel." Most drivers have to commute in stop-and-go traffic and drive through school zones at 15 miles an hour. So I'm going to take this Lamborghini, and all I'm going to do to review it is drive it like how most average drivers drive their yep. Toyota Corollas. So this hot rod Lamborghini, um, it wasn't very fun to drive at 15 miles an hour. I don't think it's good enough. I don't think it's worth it for the monies. I feel like you, you, you know, if you wanted to get a gooder phone, you could get like... Uh, a Toyota Camry, which is, you know, a nice car and it's comfortable and it's really, really popular. So that's what you should do instead. That's what's going to be more worth it. And I think 90% of the devices that we're seeing right now are, are built in that design. They, they are throttled by out of the box. They're limited by what they can do. (laughs) We don't typically get them running the full, the full bore performance mode that we're expecting. Samsung has dropped the ability of allowing us to use full potential on our device by putting it in more of an auto mode or low power mode. And that was, I feel like that was a bad move on just the ability of giving the, you know, just allowing us to be able to control it. And and, and I say this because Honor, uh, Xiaomi, Oppo, and other companies are still leaving that functionality. Yeah, they flat out explain it to you. You want performance mode? Monster mode, whatever you want to call it, they give you the toggle to turn it on. You can I'm use it in that short I would experience. like to nuke my battery, but I would yeah, like exactly. to accomplish I, this I, task I'm, 10% faster. Right now, performance <laughs> is more of a priority for me on this device than it is for battery life. Why? I can pluck that sucker up and have it fully charged in about 36 minutes anyways. It's not going to stop me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that experiences that you have to kind of start leveraging. And I, and this is where some of the challenges uh, kind of come in. It's like, how do you explain that? How do you... How do you Probably not probably. How do you let that you know the companies know when, like you said, if you keep buying their products and hope for them to kind of change in the future, yeah, that doesn't work that way. It's it doesn't. That's not how change happens. So, uh, on that note, I made a video, yeah, and you can you can <laughs> talk about some desktop modes. Uh, I, Absolutely, I'm, I'm gonna. I, I so again, I, I've been saying this in a sort of a defeatist tone, and I want everybody to know. I genuinely do feel like. It's done. Generationally speaking, the game is over. Enthusiasts are going to be pigeonholed into very tiny and niche slivers of these yeah. products. And it's going to look weird. Like, why would you not have just a basic phone that does phone things? Um, and you'll have to explain yourself. Or those products will all dry up and will kind of sort of coalesce around like three main brands. And I think it's going to be pretty gross. Um, but until that does completely upend... I'm still going to try and show off yeah. the desktop mode and say, hey, you can do this. You should try. <laughs> no, I know. I, well, I, you I, still I have... can because it's probably going to go away. <laughs> I um, I kind of had, I mean, we both obviously had like, similar thoughts uh, roughly around each other. I was, I mean, obviously my video wasn't 
it was actually referencing the desktop mode because I did reference Dex and, and Magic UI, uh, Magic OS. I don't want to keep calling it Magic UI. Uh, well, I mean, this is perfect. where we need to transition out of one just being a cranky defense yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'm, you were I'm, playing and I'm with to, a beast I'm like, of a phone. Uh, I, I need like, to point out, like, yeah. literally your video went live and then it was like, Oh, by the way, um, where did it go? It's back on my desk again. Is it back on my desk again? I could have sworn I had it right. Oh, it was on top. I had it on top so that I could easily reach for it. And then I reached for the bottom thinking I had put it on the bottom. I finally got Android 13 on my Honor Magic 4 Pro. Nice. Okay. <laughs> like just in time for your <laughs> video about the Honor Magic 5 Pro. So please tell us what's new. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, so, bro. for me, this so so far this week, I've I've had a couple of videos out. I had a video drop a, a drop in in on Sunday. I was trying to shoot for it a little bit earlier last week. Uh, but the the story around it that that really got me with with Honor and how they've been basically growing as a as a small brand now that is is been independent from Huawei for some or at least a couple of years. The the device itself builds on what we loved about the Magic 4 Pro, and, and both of us enjoyed that device quite a bit. I still enjoy it. I think the 5 Pro has a lot of conversations. It continued to a lot of, of those conversations, added a few new tricks, uh, a few camera modes in there that I kind of enjoyed. I play, tried playing that with my son. Um, but I, I truly, it, it really wanted to kind of focus on kind of just showing what you can do, what you what you probably didn't know about this device. And I think that's what I try, try to I guess, shed the light on in the videos that I try to put together. It's not just that I'm going through all the features, but it's also showing those little quirks that you may not know. Like you said, you mentioned this to a friend or you show them a desktop experience and they're like, what? I have desktop? I mean, like Windows-like experience from a phone that I you know, potentially already own? And um, that, those are the biggest things. That, I mean, like, I don't even think my wife knows Dex exists. And she's used the Note in a Samsung device for many years. But that's not something she uses. I, what, but I've, I've shared with her how to, how to screencast her device, but not once that she ever wanted to screencast it in that experience. So what I'm trying to say is the Magic 5 Pro for me holds a very special place because I have been a big fan of Honor for many years. And it just it's that continuation. And they really, truly try to do and give you more. Um, the, the cameras out here are very, very nice. There, uh, the designs that we have here, a couple of different designs available, great amount of storage, a lot of RAM, uh, fast connectivity, and of course, 5G and everything. And it works really good here in the U.S. as well. So I was very happy with that. And um, I kind of wanted to share that. I know it's all the reviews that were dropped the moment the, uh, right around MWC. A lot of those were done with early software and early hardware that didn't have the final update. I needed to wait for that final update to come in, which came in about a, like three weeks ago. It wiped my device, so I lost a lot of the content I had on it from the trip. But I like the fact that I got a chance to start fresh. So long story, it, it's a device that you have to keep an eye on, and you really need to keep checking out what Honor has to do and what Honor's doing right now and, and what their technologies are trying to push. Um, the V had the same thing, and, and this one also kind of leverages having 4K on the front-facing camera. We're seeing a Chinese brand put 4K and it's a priority for them on a phone that people are going to want to take videos from the front-facing camera. And no, I mean, the priority so, would be using those amazing rear cameras. That, that's what absolutely. people should be learning exactly. how to do because all you're going to get is higher resolution garbage. But still, still not that yeah. selfie camera. You're still not getting the best processing done in the front. You're right. <laughs> I don't. So if anything, guys, like, I, I want to make a phone, and I want to make. It, a, it, I want to do this. I want to make a phone, yeah. and I want to make awesome cameras on the back, and then I want to like 
put the display Every on the time they go to like take a photo of themselves because you know we've got all these ai tools that can detect faces and you're like yeah. are you sure you want to take a garbage photo of your face just <laughs> pop up on the screen don't even have this to say it's just worst it's, it's camera a small version of you pops up on the screen says are you sure? Are you sure about this? It's like Nedry in Jurassic Park. Is this yeah, a, are, are you trying to do a video call? Because you seem to be lost. If you want to take a nice photo of yourself, turn your phone around. And yeah, then you will no, take no, a great no. photo of yourself. And then yeah, I, I really no, hope like this is making a few people bristle. I, I like I almost yeah. want to start hurting people's feelings because you obviously don't care about yourself or your family. And I just want to say like have a little self respect and have have a you know show a little love for your family. Like get good. It takes Take you the all extra of, like, second compose, a minute to figure out how to go. Uh, and then aim your camera at the thing you want to take a picture of. No, I, I'm with you. And with that, I do want to say, of course, well, thank you very much for everybody hanging out with us on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. Um, I, <laughs> you know, bringing it all together, kind of kind of circling back. No, but I mean, so for me, the um, the, the reason why I was really excited is I kind of tied that into what I did with the second video, which was uh, long live. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. Always, always. The V60 is, is, is literally the last. I'm, I'm just putting the comments up. You don't have to derail what you're going to say next. Well, no, no. Just it, it, it would have been a conversation that even applied but to the V60. But then if you're going to comment on it and there's an audio version of the podcast, you just they just heard you stop talking about what you're saying and then go, yeah, Steve, I know you're totally right. And they have no <laughs> concept. What oh, you're reacting to because you didn't sorry, say, sorry. oh, and there's a message here from Steve Pogue where Steve says, long live the V60. And then and you can then. share your thought. This is this is how podcasting works. It's an audio format where they don't have the visual of what we're sharing here. But for the, yeah. for the people in the live stream, I just want to share with them that we're catching yeah. their comments because they're giving us some great stuff. But Absolutely. If there's something you want to like, you know, like for example, Farhan says, now watch what I'm doing. Farhan yeah. says there's still no phone today that can truly replace the V60. And I would agree in the total feature set on the V60. That's great. And I think Absolutely. that would dovetail with what you were about to say about the V60. And now the audience has the context of why we just randomly switched gears to go from talking about phones releasing this year to talking about a phone that came out in 2020. Otherwise, 2020, completely man. lost. The year, the year, the, the amazing year of 2020 and the pandemic. <laughs> it's one of the last, actually, it was the last, it was the last time you and I got a chance to go to on the same thing. But I agree. You're right. You're right. I'm, I'm bad at podcasting. It's not like I've done this. It sounds like I've done this before. And, and I usually but, do. But, but I'm just saying, because we're mixing our mediums here. So there's a video idea of this and there's an audio idea of this. And I feel yeah, like no, no. we need to make sure that, that both that both are getting covered here. So I'm you were you. going on Honor Magic 5 Pro is what we're really talking well, about right now. The reason why I was um, referencing it. I, but yeah. I had some questions for you because um, Honor is is doing some interesting things. Like the design is, I think, kind of a, a, a radical interpretation of the Honor Circle. So mm -hmm. the Honor Magic 4 Pro had that the circle design, Muse. that circle. Yeah, they're, they're, they call it the Eye of Muse, uh, the, the design but, but language that they're it, going with. Yeah. It's unique. And, and I, feel like, I feel like Honor is one of the few companies um, that – Every single phone that I used to review from them when they started making their big push, especially when like Huawei and Honor were really trying to tackle North America, 
yeah. pulling that phone out of a pocket, the Honor 8, the Honor View 20 with that like red chevron reflective rear back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those phones phone. got looks. And I'm kind of curious, like my um my Xiaomi 12s Ultra will get some like quizzical little puppy looks, but it's not like radical. So people kind of yeah. look at it like I think it's like a camera, but I think it's also like a phone. Okay. But that Honor looks very different from yeah. any other phone that's out there right now. What has has anyone kind of like kind of taken a second peek at it, or or has it like you know like any of your kids' parents have they asked you about it or anything like that? Um, I I haven't had many people reference it, but I will I will say that my son did like the design quite a bit. Every time I was trying to take a shot of them, uh, and we're talking obviously about this guy. There's two different colors of them, obviously. And again, this is why this doesn't look that good. This is a front facing camera. Uh, I'm trying to make it look good. It doesn't. It's just there's no. How do you? Okay, hold on it a second. Work. Work. There is no. I'm telling people. Okay. Why do you Sorry. use the garbage camera? But I feel like that was at least instructive for the illustrative purposes. Illustration. Of illustration. I was trying to show. Yeah, I was, I was trying to show what the phone looked like. Uh, the, the so there's two different versions of the phone. That there's the the black one, which is a little bit more of a mirror finish. And mm-hmm. nothing against mirror finishes. They may look great, uh, but they're just an absolute magnet for fingerprints. And the green one just looked absolutely fantastic. I was really happy that I'm actually collecting quite a few green devices. I mean, I think my OnePlus yeah. is the green. This is green. I like the whole collection of green things. Um, the the overall design aesthetic is very unique and very eye-catching. You know, like you said, it does look great. Uh, but typically when I'm carrying it, I always carry it with a case so it doesn't it loses some of the oh, appeal. You don't get the full effect, you, you don't yeah. get the full effect of the uh, like the texture and so on. I, I'm I'm not that adventurous to, to carry a device that I want to review that or, or that I use even any for any reason uh, without a case of some sort, uh, especially on a device like this, uh, because the the experience is just so nice, but the material they went with is very good. I will say though, the four, the Honor Magic Five Pro is a little slippery. If you're not heavy, if you oh, don't yeah. have a case, and you, if your if your hands are any dry, or if there's like where it just <laughs> it will slide. So I've uh, I've, I've I made sure to comment well, on that. I mean, like the the Four Pro, like uh, let me like it, yeah. unless I'm like squeezing it with all of my might. But it, yeah, very like you, if you're holding the phone like and you just try to, yeah, gravity slides through your fingers. So absolutely, like, I can't use this out and about without the the bumper. I think it makes me kind of sad because I look at cases that kind of helped reinforce the design, and that's another mm-hmm. thing that I think we've lost. Yeah. Um, I, I I keep pointing to some of the BBK brands like Vivo and Iku. Um, but the Vivo X80 Pro having yeah. that hard plastic shell that kind of reinforced the look of the rear of the phone. And then also the IQ 11, where the IQ 11 has that sort of vegan leather back, but then the case mm-hmm. looked like something sportier and it was a textured kind of, it, it kind of helped reinforce what the phone looked like as opposed to you've got this smudgy discoloring clear bumper thing that snaps on and now your phone doesn't look like anything it just that's looks like one of the reasons why that's one of the reasons i really enjoyed where where i felt like uh, oppo did did the right thing with their device they gave you a case that comes in the box but it mirrors what the phone is so you're not losing the protection but you're also keeping See? the same aesthetics and that looks that, good. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the X90 Pro Plus had the exact same thing, but the X90 did not. And I, I know that specifically because yeah. I was confusing 
one and I were talking earlier this week and I confused his uh, 12S Ultra with the X90 Pro Plus. For some reason, I thought it was yellow. How dare you? I thought it was a red one. It was just like, it, it's a good color. What can it say, you know? Um, uh, sorry. I mean, you know, jokes aside, both, you know, they're the choice of color and design. I think that's one thing that we, we kind of need to leverage. Exactly. That that golden ring, uh, and then you have that extra. I mean, this there's a lot of that. Uh, the aesthetic, the language uh, the, that they're using with the 12s Ultra, that's in the 13 Ultra. It's literally it's a continuation of the story. We'll go ahead and leave Juan for a little bit here. He'll be oh my god, <laughs> this show is turning very, very much into a different thing. So for the audio podcast, uh, Juan is <laughs> providing us a demonstration of how much he really loves the 12s ultra from xiaomi and, and it was uh, and, probably and it can, a little inappropriate it, i mean absolutely. if i were gonna say it bordered if, if on lewd and if, if you we were monetized yeah. the audio version <laughs> of the podcast then you were probably better off for not having witnessed it with your eyes yes see what uh, plus <laughs> Simon one said no play the saxophone now <laughs> 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 Um, yeah. No, so, so I, I think the burning question is: uh, ha- Have we gotten to the same kind of camera performance that I think Honor is also known for? I, I was kind of surprised by some of the people that were very critical of the Honor Four Pro because I know, it, like, okay. you you made a few hardware compromises, but it was doing things that I thought were really kind of special or kind of unique. It's one of the few yeah. phones that can easily make a transition shooting 4k 60 frame per second video between the main sensor and the telephoto mm-hmm. like not a lot of phones can do that and and so when you look at what the phone is able to accomplish some of the some of the hardware compromises at a price that i still think is very reasonable for what that phone can do yeah. um this one is kind of interesting because it's coming out with this big camera bulge but it's not using that 989 it's nine, not nine, one inch type sensor so obviously it's it's just really a garbage camera phone right you can't take any good <laughs> photos with it um you might as well just kind of throw it in the uh the recycling bin and uh that's all she wrote right i you know i i'm, I'm gonna have to disappoint the fans on that one i know that's that's where uh, all the leading conversations were going um I'm, actually it's quite <laughs> I'm surprising you, it's quite surprising you i know your worst setups to talk about I know. This phone. <laughs> uh, and, and 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 for everybody listening to this obviously the the approach that you have to kind of see what the honor five magic five pro is um it, it's years of evolutionary upgrades that honor has been working on yeah. the, the 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 camera style the tech the, uh, the i would say the color science and the the processing is still very much an honor or typical to what honor does. Um, I know if the camera lost you, it's like, eh, hey, we're back. Um, the, the improvements that they've done here are a few, few performance in basically shooting log. Um, the ability of having a fast shutter speed, uh, auto mode somewhat running in there to be able to capture uh, fast running, uh, you know, action scenes and so on. I, I demoed it with my son. Um, I was trying to shoot a picture of my son. I had him standing in my backyard and I said, Hey, do me a favor, just jump up and give me a pose. And I was trying to capture an image, a clear image of him in midair and i was trying mm-hmm. to for the, for the hardest time 90 percent of the time by the time i hit the button to capture the image by the time it actually captures the image he already landed down so it was always a situation where it was i was i it was like after about five minutes or so i turned on the auto mode and lo and behold it was able to capture in midair fully focused fully and the expression that i really wanted and i can see some of those benefits especially with parents and if you're an action sport and you're going out there you can turn on the mode and still shoot regular pictures, and they'll try to do the best that it can to capture that moment that's going on. So those are a few little tricks that they added in there. 
But even without that, the ability of shooting pro mode, uh, full resolution or high resolution images out of the 50 megapixel cameras was still really good. The, the combination that we have here is very similar to what we've seen before with minor improvements. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, still fast charging, fast wireless charging, um, you know, 8 Gen 2, uh, as you can imagine. Uh, great UI, performance really nice, and everything in there just basically screams quality with the functional added uh, functionality of obviously having a desktop experience that most don't really yet check out. So I'm really happy with that, and I'm, I was very excited to check it out. It, it built on what I was experiencing from Honor before, so I, I can't. I hope that if anybody has an opportunity to, to try it, uh, that they would give it an opportunity and see how it does, because it, it really will surprise them. Uh, I don't think it's overpriced for what it offers. It's still competitive. Considering that it kind of, I feel like it's better than this than the S twenty three plus, and it performs I mean, way better kinda, in this round. It, it, it's trying it's to get ballpark in the same. Yeah, I was gonna say it's in the same ballpark as what the uh, the Magic Four Pro sold yeah. for originally exactly. too. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so, that's probably Samsung's weak link is where we would both. I think I think we we both have sort of the same fondness for the notes where yeah. they are crown jewel productivity phones. But I, I look at an iPhone 14 and I look at a Galaxy S23 and even mm-hmm. an S23 Plus, and I feel like the compromise is being asked for eight and $900 phones <laughs> seem very, very high when we've got so many other manufacturers out there that are kind of offering comparable phone experiences at like $600 or... Yeah. Um, you know, someone will say, well, but what about Dex? And you're like, well, the Honor Magic desktop mode is pretty good. And it has wireless support and cabled support. And it's got a pretty clean UI, too. Oh, so absolutely. Um, it's uh, it's always been an interesting conversation to me. I, I, I feel like has has the has Honor kind of cleaned up because I know we, we talk about camera stuff a lot. Um, do the rear camera sensors match? Like if you can shoot four K sixty, can you shoot four K sixty from the ultra wide and from the telephoto? Yeah, or do uh, you on, get stuck? No, no, that that's one of the things that kills me on the Honor Magic Four Pro is you lose camera sensors once you start climbing up to higher resolutions at faster frame rates. Um, you know what? I take that back. No, yeah, you do. You do. You do four K. If you're doing four K sixty, yes, you do. If you keep it at four K thirty, you can shoot on all across. If you do 4K 60, you're kept to the that's you're what, capped to the main set. Things that kills it, me. I hate yeah. having that artificial limitation where someone picking up the phone is going to feel like either something's broken on their phone or they're just never going to bother using any of those advanced features. Yeah, like, then you where, have to where, memorize where, a flowchart of where 4K 30, I can use all three, but in 4K 60, I can use this one or that one. But then this one really crops, but then that one doesn't. And if I I feel like that is such a it's such a, a a huge opportunity to get out of the user's way, yeah. And and like so few phones are doing that well I, right now. I would say probably the top seamless version of that is the Pixel Seven Pro. You yeah, don't think, that... think about the operation of those camera sensors. All of them match. They all do the same thing. It doesn't matter if you zoom in or zoom out. And while you're shooting the video you can switch between those camera sensors without having to stop and reset. And then you're, you're almost never thinking about the operation of the camera 
once it's you designed, have yeah, the resolution that you, exactly. that you want. Once you set and, the and resolution. Honor is like the perfect brand to do something like that with, and they won't take that last step to match those hardware I never, pieces. I can never understand the the rationale behind there's the, there's this component part of it, like you said, where where you have high performance sensors, but you're not using them for what they're supposed to be used for. They're they're basically being put the, put aside just for the sake of the main sensor to make it sound like there's a primary camera and then there's complementing sensors around it. Um, the reason why I, I kind of uh, that I always it always boggles me is how is the rationale behind or how is the rationale done behind it? They're saying that the 1080p front facing camera was going to get not only different type of sensors. They're going to get high megapixel sensors, but the processing for the front-facing camera is absolutely like night and day from what the main sensors on the back. Like you don't even consider like it's it's almost like a different phone, and but it's it keeps getting done. It keeps being this conversation that we go with, and then we still get companies sometimes. But you know they're boosting about like oh we have a 32 megapixel front-facing camera. You're treating it like a like a five megapixel (laughs) camera that that, that's been there since back in the you know old old devices so it's well they're treating it like a five megapixel camera because it's really an eight megapixel camera (laughs) like that that's what i was because they're advertising 32 knowing it's a four to one pixel bin and so it's really not that much different than the five megapixel cameras that used to come out but but the but the approach (laughs) that they're going with treating it in that manner and, and this is something like yeah. we, we even saw this with with the um i think opal was uh, on the fine the the fine end to flip the the device has a really good camera sense and a camera stack and then you could use them as a front-facing camera experience because you can close the device and you can use them there the moment you do that the cameras that are on the back start being treated as a front-facing camera yep. in the ui element Sa- which means with you- um what was uh the nubia Oh man, the yes, Nubia! Oh my God, Nubia! Um, uh, the Z20, I want to say. Killed me. Yeah, I, I still like, have why? the Z20. I think it, uh, they never picked it's, it up for me. I still have that. It makes no sense. It's the same camera, and it's now you've camera. taken away all of the features and controls that I would want because, to use. Yeah, because it's a front-facing experience. The moment you change it, it's just that that little. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, I don't that's know. A I don't from me, dog. That's yeah, I know. I know. Me. Like you, you got me with the second display. <laughs> you lost me at the camera being front facing. Um, but it kind of closed the story on the Magic Five. Right, trying to kind of finish it off. I did put a separate video also on the uh, the U Perfect seventeen inch four K monitor that is yeah. by far the uh, like I don't know how to explain it. I was hoping to try to portray that in the video. It is seriously one of the best, better built pieces of hardware that I've had to use as an accessory for any of my devices. And the beauty about it is that it is so thin, it supports a full HDMI input, USB-C input, um, yeah. second screen for your Mac, for your PC, second screen for your camera. It's, it's, it's big. It's, it's, yeah. But it's there. Dude, I want to, okay, so once we're done with this, I want to jump over to the DaVinci conversation because I, I didn't even realize there was a beta in there. But editing videos, yeah. this is the thing about it. Yeah. When you're having to travel, and you're in the, I mean, and you remember when we were at the Media oh, tech, yeah. uh, tech Summit last year, you saw me with the two displays, right? I mean, I add mm-hmm. displays to my PC because I need the real estate. I, I love editing on the go, but I cannot edit with a tiny little, I mean, 15 inch is not tiny, but like it's still. Um, the, the fact is that Uperfect displays is absolutely gorgeous. In a certain aspects, it actually kind of looks a little bit better than my MacBook. I was using it with the M1 Max. 
it looked better than that uh, than the Mac mm -hmm. display. It's bigger. It's the, the the display just formats the content correctly. I put my timeline there, and I put my preview, uh, my uh, my clean feed directly into the app of the Mac. And just editing content there is so nice. No lag, really easy. One cable connection over USB C. Video runs really good. Just make sure you're on power, otherwise it'll kill your battery quickly. Um, so that was the exciting part for me. And it is mountable. That was the other thing that I was really happy about it. Um, I'm actually going to be, uh, one of the things I'm going to do is I'm actually going to connect it to the A7S III that I have here. And it's going to be replacing another, I have a, like a big old 19-inch TV from a long time ago. Just because I want to be able to get that full, that 4K preview screen on there. And it's so light, I can just connect it to an arm. Like seriously, I, it's how easy could it be for this? And um, there, I mean, it's roughly about with the coupon that they gave me for for the people that want to be able to pick it up. Mm -hmm. It's about five hundred dollars or so, a little bit over five hundred bucks to be able to pick it up. Seriously, hard to beat. And it's a seventeen point three inch. It's like I said, not the your average. I'm not saying the average, but like your your general fifteen point six inch that we've seen before. That's typically ten eighty or fourteen. Yeah, yeah, those are the sure. more common ones. So when you step up to seventeen, you're seriously it's a different class, quality, sound. HDMI input all the way, bam! No more mini HDMI's. One cable rules them all. So yeah, I was I was very excited <laughs> on that and kind of bring it in. Um, my favorite flip world of a light TV. So Brian Brian Glaze saying says, "Stop talking about my favorite flip uh, foldable like like that TK." Uh, no, I, I wasn't trying to make 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 a, a, a comment I mean, on it. It's I just more... thought it was mean because you were like, "Hey, Brian Glaze is in the chat. Let me just talk mad trash about his favorite phone." He's like, "TK, that's gonna hurt his feelings." I, I just feel like that was that was a little mean of you, and he even did like a crying emoji. Look, I know, I'm upset. I, 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 you know what? I'm, I'm sorry, Brian. I, I, I really meant. <laughs> I, I meant those comments with all respect, and and what I where I really was with trying to shoot respect, for. Let me tell you how your phone is garbage. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, no, no, it, it was the exact you thing. Used to be the nice one. I used. To I be try the to be the nice one. guy, but sometimes I, I'll, I'll say the the look um, the the approach, and, and this is something I was very frank with, even with the PR people at Alpo. I explained. Sure. I said, look. You, you, when you're leveraging, you're trying to boost the functionalities on a phone. And I love that. I still think the N2 Flip is the best flip phone, a clamshell style flip phone for 2023. Obviously, till Samsung decides to do that one-up conversation, they're trying to give you a bigger display. You need to make things functional. And you need to make them work well. Oppo listened. Oppo provided us that experience. And, and definitely yeah. utilizing the media, the, the Dimensity 9000 9, Plus on that, it was really a good opportunity. And this is an easily fixed solution with software. This is not a hardware limitation because we know we can shoot better resolution images and and, quali yeah. and, and content when it's being used as a main sensor. It's just frustrating when you run into an artificial limitation because that's how some people are familiar with shooting on a selfie camera. Exactly. Which and is also I think that's why we're exactly the kind of people who are going to go, no, that's come on. I mean, I, I shot a, a, it's on preview on the Patreon now. I don't know if it'll be up tomorrow, but it might be up over the weekend. And it's not a very yeah. long video. It's like three minutes. Um, but I was just walking around outside and I had a, I had a Gorillapod and a, a, a Vivo X90. And I just like, I wanted to shoot just this little quick video asking out a question, like, what do you use for image stabilization? Or do you use any of these advanced like video modes and stuff? And like how immediately accessible it was to, I, I clip on a little mic, which we'll talk about this on my chest here in just a little bit too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I, I clip on a little mic and I point the camera, the rear camera at my head and I talk for like five minutes and I take that and I edit it down to being like a three minute video and it's so immediately accessible. But one of the things that helps with that is being able to preset some of the video controls or video options that I would want. And then I am making a nice vlog and it looks good. And, and, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's frustrating to me because I feel so many people would like act like what we're saying is the hardest thing to do ever. But all I did was, was roll back the, uh, the exposure a third of a stop. Then mm-hmm. I would push record on the phone and then I would turn the phone so the rear camera was facing me. And then I talked. And that's the process. Like, that's it. So I, 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 I just kind of feel like when you artificially limit what the product can do because there's this idea of familiarity, it feels a little like that joke. We have to yeah. outlaw steak. No one can have steak because babies can't chew it. And that's what kind of dovetails with why I was so cranky at the beginning of this. It's like, well, people aren't using those features anyway, so we might as well remove them from phones. And, oh, we've got like a tent prop-up flex mode, but you can't really do as much with it, even though it's the exact same cameras that you would have used the manual or the pro mode with. And you're like, we keep running into this wall of just the... the, the worst interpretation of consumer behavior and, and it's unfortunately being proven true. Mm-hmm. Uh, our buddy Andrew uh, just came back from a great trip. Uh, he went out, he was out in the UK to go hit um, a sci-fi convention. He nice. dressed up in his Starfleet uniform to go hang out with a bunch of star Wars fans. So that, that, that was a good, a good look for him. Um, he, he was dressed up as like captain Kirk on, in the emperor's, uh, throne from uh star wars emperor palpatine so yeah he's great but in one of the shots he was like yeah i didn't uh, my friends and i had separated for a little bit and he he asked just like a random stranger to take a photo of him and i think he had a a galaxy note so Mm -hmm. his i think it was a note 20 i think he's what he was using and uh he's like these are the worst photos i've ever seen how does someone mess that up because it was literally like a hold the phone and push the circle and you should have gotten a pretty good photo of him. And yet, and yet that was a bridge too far for someone just randomly at this like geek comic book, sci-fi convention to be able to pull off what we think is the most rudimentary um, kind of interaction, point and shoot camera kind of interaction. And it's like just time and time and time again, I feel like we're training consumers to also underestimate themselves, and then that bears true, and then manufacturers mm-hmm. say, "Oh, but they aren't doing anything with these devices, so let's let's dumb Take them down away. even more." And then yeah. the cycle kind of keeps perpetuating, and we never we never really rise to the excitement that they hype us on. So we always yeah. feel sort of vaguely unsatisfied, even when something is like, so even when something is impressively upgraded. We still walk away feeling like, oh, but it's still kind of just a phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, I, and, and I and I think this is the the this is the the um, it's it's one of those weird conversations where you kind of like you know you have to kind of realize what your phone can do, and we 
we we are making it now into like you know he's using obviously an, an older generation uh, note but it, it should still be like you said a point and shoot kind of an experience he's auto mode you're on there anybody i mean even your your baby your, your kids your five-year-old kid can technically take a better picture S- same same thing happened with um with my mom's cousin i just call her my cousin but she's mm-hmm. got a fancy iphone pro that she is definitely not using to the limits of an iphone pro but it was for one of uh, lex's birthday parties and we have the family there it, it's mm-hmm. it's uh you know, it's during the pandemic. It was a big deal that we had family together. Yeah, um, I remember, yeah. Like, Especially we were when really we were able with, to start with, sitting out with each other, yeah. With my folks and, like, please test. We're going to test. We're going to text Le- test Lex every day for, like, a week before you guys come out here. And so my my cousin, like, sees the, the, the sort of main family unit and goes, oh, let me take a photo. And she holds up her iPhone in portrait to take a photo of like nine people standing shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, that's going to be a terrible photo. <laughs> like there's Funny. no way that's going to be a good photo. And then exactly. I was like, do you want to, do you want me to get a photo with your phone? And I like put the phone sideways in her hand and all I got from her, she's like holding it. We're sitting there for a good, like 30 seconds smiling. I was like, okay, I think I got one. And she had hit, touched the phone like multiple times. It was a, it was a V60. It was an LG V60. She touched the phone multiple times. And the only photo she took was a blurry photo of the ground as she lowered the phone. And you're like, how, how is it humanly possible that you could not have seen (laughs) That not only were you never taking a photo, but that, like, you kept missing the shutter button, which is a giant circle for you it, to take this photo. Some, and some, like, some, that, unfortunately, has now become the expectation. And I feel like we're trying to make products for that, which we'll never succeed at. But then... We're, like we said, we're in that perpetual cycle of like, oh, I guess we got to streamline it and make it even easier. No, because those people are still not going to be able to use the product regardless. It, it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge when when some people are still intimidated with technology. The way, at least the way technology is represented today. I think Google tried to leverage some of their technology by doing that short video re- uh, recording where. It actually records this very short clip of your image and then picks yeah. the best frame I mean, of Apple it. Apple did something it. like Apple that, something so now like we that. all had to copy it, and sure, yeah. I guess. And, and, I, and I think even that still has some limitation. I think uh, you're right that the fact that the image itself was a picture of the floor means she thought she hit it and then brought the phone down to look at the picture by then hit it again and she was taking the picture. There's there's always going to be camera challenges, I think. In situations like that, I think, honestly, the best thing you could do is set a timer. Just say, hey, do me a favor. I just, yeah, that's set the timer, turn it on, give, give them the phone, just so say, hold it. I run out to my car, and that way she could also be in the photos. So it yeah, was also absolutely. like a kindness, but it was. And uh, LG phones have a voice shutter. So, oh, yeah, that's right. So I, you you know, say I run out to my car, I had the uh, um, peak design. Yeah. So I pop out the peak design and I bring it back. And she's like kind of offended that I'm retaking this photo. But it was like, you took a photo of your feet. 
<laughs> not of my family in the middle of a global pandemic. We moved like heaven and earth to have a birthday party for my daughter. So I don't feel you get to be upset here. I don't think I, you, you. You guys drove uh, there, if I, if I remember correctly. Yes! It was a long drive. Exactly. They, yeah, they, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't only drove. And not only drove, my mom took it so seriously that she found campsites. My mom drives a Tesla Model 3. She yeah. found campsites that she could open air, sleep in her car, so that she wouldn't even have to interact with people in hotels. That's, I mean, like, that's the level. So it's, it's the funny thing is, like, my cousin doesn't, you don't get to... You're not allowed to have your feelings hurt when I can't land that photo after all the effort the rest of my family went through to be here for my daughter's birthday. So I set it all up. We take the photo. I like I say cheese once and then I walk over. The photo's amazing. <laughs> you're like, wow. Me yelling at the back of my phone took a more functional photo than you could by pushing circle. We have failed to educate average iPhone consumers to push circle, get photo. Get photo. And, and, and yeah, but there's also that whole, be just a little bit of steady for a second. To make sure you caught it. And if you're going to hit the shutter button multiple times, where, you know, again, and some people me, like to take them. What phone have you used where you don't see the the preview show up in the little bubble all of them there's what no, phone no, exists what what how do you not have that expectation even if you're uh, iphone to android and yeah, okay that, androids are experience. so confusing oh my gosh things are in different places than they are there's still gonna be the little preview that pops up yeah how do you not even acknowledge that that's so anyway um short story Again, short story, incredibly long. Uh, As you I, yeah. I very much enjoyed your uh, commentary on a big monitor. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know by by listening to the show, we were talking about a big monitor made by you. Perfect. <laughs> That's how uh, we got here. That exactly, and and then we just took a left turn at Albuquerque at Juan and uh, and uh, Alexa's yeah. birthday. Uh, that because that's yeah, how that's we do accurate. it. My parents do have to turn left from Albuquerque, <laughs> Albuquerque. to get out here. <laughs> oh my oh, god! I forty is a heck getting, of a drive. That is absolutely crazy. I um I did was it called a couple of weeks ago? We were in we were in Austin for the John Deere thing and we stayed a couple of extra days or so to spend some time with Omar. And uh, one of his friends lived in Houston and not Houston, like a little bit about an hour or so North of Houston. So we got a chance mm -hmm. to drive about two hours and 40 minutes between Austin and um, I think it's Montgomery. Um, it is very different driving, you know, like when you go in, I can't imagine going for long distances where there's just nothing. And it was just bad weather at the time. So it was a lot of rain, but then it, when we went back on Saturday, it was, it was clear, but it was just literally like for uh, for about 30 to 40 minutes or so, it would be just basically just greenish trees and open plains and just straight surfaces. And, and, and it's it's crazy. It's crazy, man. But no, I mean, I, I can understand. And you guys used to do it. You did it multiple times during the oh, we, initial I, years. I, I, so I don't, I, I haven't driven out to Texas, uh, getting through New Mexico and then driving through Texas because I've got some family in San Antonio. Um, that's a, that's yeah, a, we were, we were going to go to San Antonio. We, yeah. we didn't get a chance. We, we just, we just fly. Um, but the desert driving, uh, I kind of like it. It's, 
you know, it, it, it's like you've got to stack multiple trips to Vegas. Like we can hit Vegas in what, like four hours? You can make that mm -hmm. run from 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 LA to. I Vegas mean, you can, depending if you're going like a you know like a 60, 80, 70 mile an hour. It's oh, roughly about on. four and like a half. Anyone's hour. driving to Vegas going sixty five. Come on, let's <laughs> let's not let's not play that game. I mean, I'm doing like seventy five, eighty most of the way there. Um, yeah, no, no. but. But uh, so from from L.A. to sort of New Mexico, Arizona, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. 12 hours. And OK, so it's kind of like a, L.A. to. A, uh, yeah, I know, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it's that's that's a serious. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's a lot of driving. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I've done it. But but I kind of like that drive. I kind of like just packing a bunch of snacks and playing some music and stretching your legs and getting a greasy cheeseburger at some drive through and then back in the car. And yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's kind of nice, especially now that Lex has started doing things like contributing her own thoughts on playlists. Yeah. Um, her, her, uh, her Cobuzz playlist is now 55 songs strong. Nice. And it's kind of, she's got some bangers on there. Like she's got some really good stuff. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta pull it up cause, cause I'm a proud Papa here, but yeah. the Lex, uh, girl power fun to sing along playlist. Come on. No, my Cobuzz, my playlists, Lex girl power. So, uh, Taylor Swift, you need to calm down positive mm -hmm. and negative by good grief. Get Out by Churches, uh, the Anna Kendrick acapella cups from the movie Pitch Perfect, uh, Purity Ring, Begin Again. Mm -hmm. Oof, that is a good song. Um, Dua Lipa, Break My Heart, uh, Tori Kelly, Should Have Been Us, mm -hmm. uh, Poker Face by Lady Gaga, Royals by Lord. Of course. Um, she really likes Complicated by Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Just Complicated? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Seven-year-old is in the back just belting out, Why you gotta make things so complicated? Um, Janelle Monet, Tightrope. Uh, Sarah mm -hmm. Bareilles, Brave. Um, Antihero by Taylor Swift. Uh, Roar by Katy Perry. Breathe In by Fru Fru. That one kind of rocked me because I loved that album, and I don't think I'd ever played it for her. And she was like, Yeah, I want that breathe, breathe in. And you're like, how did she get it? Even was she listening to just song. an auto playlist and then she's picking out songs from playlists? Is that how it is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not entirely... So I think Marie will let, like... Because Marie... I wish Marie would piggyback on my uh, Cobuzz, but I think she's mm -hmm. still got, like, her favorite play playlists on Pandora or something yeah. like that. Oh, wow. And okay. Marie listens to more pop than I do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's where Lex has heard a few of these. Um, I had to make fun of her uh, because she has Lazy Eye by the Silver Sun Pickups, which okay. sounds like it's a female singer, but it is not, not a female singer. But we put it on the playlist anyway. Um, what About Us by Pink, uh, Need Someone from Zara Larson, This Is Why from Paramore, So Good from Halsey, uh, Rachel Patton, Christina Perry, Ingrid Michaelson. She has a poppy song. Um she doesn't my seven-year-old daughter has opinions on the era of poppy where she was produced by titanic sinclair versus the era of poppy post titanic sinclair and like how 
How? How do you I, have I, an opinion? Because <laughs> she knows the difference between that poppy and it, it, it's, it's a poppy. difference. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, it's a, a different, different style. It's, it's a, a very, very different, different sound. sound. It's a very different. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, that is. <laughs> and she's blowing my mind. So yeah, it's like okay. 55, 56 songs strong. Um, and the last one that she just had us put on, we were we were just driving to um, go grab some barbecue. And, mm-hmm. and we're playing it on the radio, uh, not playing it on the radio, we're playing it on playing just it, the, the, the USB drive in my car. Yeah. I have like a, just a random mashup playlist. And she's like, uh, daddy, I need that song on my playlist. Janet Jackson, when I think of you, You're like seven year old daughter, I will absolutely add Janet Jackson <laughs> to your she, girl she, pop had, she has playlist. a taste for, for the melodic, Body. for the, um, for the for the vocals, I think she's capturing the vocals. It's the message and the the emotion oh, yeah. and the vocals in there. No, I, yeah, I could you could you can sense it. I mean, the different songs, different emotions, but typically very much um, strong female, you know, fo- centered vocals and very much a lot of emotion being put out. Which is, I mean, typical pop songs and, and music and stuff. A real good ear for pop songs that have a fun hook. Like Get Out by Churches has this it like it's this repetitive kind of chorus, but it's such an a brain worm. Mm-hmm. Get out, yeah. get out, get 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 out, get 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 out of here. And yeah, she's like, listening to the words. Got, yeah, like eighties era electro synth pop backing up a really cute female voice that's also belting. Get out, get out, get 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 out. And it, she's almost giving it that glitch treatment, but mm-hmm. it's not processed like that, but it's almost that kind of glitch. And you're yeah. like, yeah, that's actually really fun to belt when you're just kind of sitting in traffic. And she's just got a playlist of bangers, like almost every single, like Sarah Bareilles, that is a fun song to just kind of scream out, you know, brave. In the car, close the windows a, and start screaming. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I'm with you. I'm or, with you. Throw open the sunroof and roll the windows down and let everyone know. <laughs> that won't be me, so, but I know what you mean. No, I know. I really want to claim more credit. I mean, Steve Pogue, that is very kind of you. You must be doing something good as a parent if your daughter isn't afraid to express her opinions on music. Um, and well, and thank you. Uh, I, I feel like between my wife and I, we're just always kind of on the lookout for a good new song. Like, we just, that's kind of fun but just the fact that so far lex's tastes have been pretty good i haven't had to like oh i don't know if i want to listen to that lexi or you know like she didn't say very long in the little kids bop kind of style of yeah i think you grow out of it because i mean the kids bop is really more repetitive not repetitive like regurgitated or reformatted you know pop songs there that she probably wanted to listen to the original as opposed to listen to the kid pop version which if you really kind of listen to them after a while they all sound pretty much the same it's just you know i i I get it you you yeah when when things are being leveraged but yeah sorry uh, brian brian glaze i'm disappointed that you haven't made her listen to any mary j mary j blige is on the list um we're gonna go through a whole era of of like r&b and hip-hop because I need my daughter to also know some Queen Latifah. I mean, yeah. MC Light. I mean, she's gonna she's she's got to know. Um, some of it is storytelling that might be just a bit advanced for my seven year old. And the pop music stuff is more anthemic and usually a bit shallower. Even when it's something that's kind of like rah rah girl power, 
um, some of the some of the conversations that we find in hip hop. Because like at the same time, I'm going to dovetail that. And she's just a little bit older. Like roots, things fall apart has got to be in her musical lexicon and in her education for storytelling, just because yeah. that is, for me, that is canonical modern era storytelling is hip hop. I feel like it took the reins over from classic country. Country was a storytelling genre until it became just sort of hick hop and like bad talking pop for white guys. Um, but, but again, on that, she'll probably also have to have an education on Patsy Cline and Dolly Parton, because like, to me, that is crucial for understanding sort of the structure of musical history. Um, just real quick, I won't go too deep into this. Uh, the tech boy, Who's Poppy? You see, there was a singer. Uh, her name was Mars Argo. She was this very, very petite, cute, like um, soft-voiced uh, pop musician, but would sing these sort of like almost kind of maudlin uh, songs. And she was produced by her boyfriend, a guy named Titanic Sinclair. Yep. They were like a prototype for early internet um, ARG unsettling content. So they used to do this, I think it was called Computer Show. Uh, mm -hmm. Back before I think YouTube was owned by Google. Um, and Computer so Show would make fun of branding and advertising and like social media before that was ever really cool. And they would do this really unsettling overdub thing where it sounded like ASMR quality mics like up their mouths. Yeah. But um, but you also were doing this in a wide shot. So I, I'm pretty confident on a lot of those videos. They would shoot wide and then redub themselves so that the voice wouldn't quite match what you were seeing, even though they were saying the same thing over again. Titanic Sinclair and Mars Argo broke up. And then Titanic Sinclair started producing another pop singer named uh, Poppy. And so the yep. original channel was That Poppy. He basically stole Mars Argo's shtick and just slapped it on this, this new little pop female singer. Um, I think her biggest hit with Titanic Sinclair was Low Life. And mm -hmm. it's this sort of faux reggae beat with a white pop singer. It's It's actually a really fun song, but... I find it to be a little problematic in how you sort of appropriate other musical genres. Mars Argo got real mad because that poppy kind of stole her shtick. And yeah. so they kind of started getting into a bunch of courtroom battles over IP and who owned what and you know, like what you're trying to rip off. But at the same time, Titanic Sinclair and that poppy were producing all of these crazy white psych empty space overdubbed asmr style videos they basically stole the whole mars argo shtick um so then that poppy kind of stopped I, I think she got tired of being sued <laughs> for titanic sinclair stealing these ideas yeah. and so they parted ways and she retained control of poppy but she went off and started doing much darker pop and i think she mm -hmm. even produced um uh, sort of a Scandinavian style metal album. Okay. Like hard, hard, like hard death time. metal. Okay. But with okay. her like soft vocals, it's almost kind of like Tool. Like Maynard's voice is very melodic on top of like yeah. really grungy rock and roll um, or hard rock. And so Poppy has gone off in this like musical experimentation genre outside of just pop. Um, yeah. So that that is the condensed history of that Poppy, that Poppy. and where she comes from in the whole grand scheme of indie pop music. 
and the p and the pre and post uh sinclair uh, era <laughs> and my daughter <laughs> and then has i was gonna say bring it she back prefers, yeah. yeah yeah she prefers the post titanic sinclair era really? <laughs> the, more and, and, angry. Like, the song stagger is a yeah. oh again it's just like it, it's kind of gutting but it's also pretty and okay. it's got a hook in there where you're like, I enjoy singing along with this song. I yeah. very much like that it's a part of this musical playlist that my seven-year-old has put together. <laughs> it, it well, as as, as as Brian was saying, and uh, and Steve was saying actually earlier as well. I think you've done really good, um, at least ex- <sighs> expanding the horizon for her, and at least allowing her to build her own style and her own taste, and actually in music because I'm digging. Um, as uh, as much as I've tried and uh, influenced my son with some trance and techno and different things, he's starting to develop his own style. I mean, he's not. I mean, he listens to him. He enjoys trance. He and I really oh. jammed some good stuff. That's the next thing. I'm actually going to pick your brain on this later. I mean, because when we finish this, we're probably just going to both like go immediately <laughs> yeah. horizontal and yeah. sleep. Um, yeah. Because of the second Trolls movie, the oh. next playlist my daughter wants to put together is EDM. Yes. I love you. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick your brain for just like a couple. Like, what are what are some? I mean, because like I can always hit her with like Steve Aoki, or we could go dubstep, or you know, like, I was gonna say or, or Daft Punk those, a little but... bit in there, or Tiesto, oh, yeah. or, or even she, she's, um, yeah, she's there's tons. She's yeah. already on t- like um, again. She doesn't have a broad. I mean, she doesn't have a deep under, uh, collection of of electronica, but she knows robot rock. Yeah. Like, yeah, she knows, yeah, no, no, she knows some of some of the 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 the. She's seen the um the two girls dancing with boxes on their heads to uh, okay. Was it better, stronger, faster? Yeah, yeah. faster, stronger. Yeah, faster, stronger, stronger. Faster, no. stronger. It is no. It, yeah, and because there's four, and I can never remember. But anyway, um, <laughs> stronger, faster. Okay, okay. No, no, I know. But essentially, the uh, the the genre is so big. The problem with EDM is there's so many different levels of it. There's mm-hmm. trance, there's uh, there's techno, there's, um, you know, hard style, there's melodic trance, there's vocals. But uh, I think she'll probably fit really, really good. And kind of like you said, like the Avicii, the Steve Aoki, a little bit, a um, uh, little bit more pop style trance uh, yeah. dance experiences. I think that'll be definitely very good. But yeah, no, absolutely. And I think for my, with um, what we try to do is we try to kind of like set the starter for that experience and we allow them to build their own style because there's still going to be that friendship experience where they learn from their mm-hmm. friends and what their friends like to listen. And that's also going to color the, the conversation a little bit on top of what we've introduced. So as he, he now listens to some of the music I listen to, but he kind of progresses. Uh, Dragon Ball was a big thing for my end. And then obviously that continued, but essentially, yeah, yeah the, the, it, we try and, and, and the, the kids are just, you know, they're sponges. They absorb everything, not just us, but even their own surrounding. I'm just kind of hoping like my daughter can be that one. Who's maybe one of the, I don't want to use the word like instigator, but she's one of the yeah. the ones that starts a bit of a trend. Like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. This old band yeah. or yeah, have yeah. you ever done this or, have, Oh, my dad has this like crazy collection of like nineties uh, era. Well, so for Omar, he's been listening to, to quite a bit of classicals because of uh, you know he plays trombone. So uh, yeah. there's that in, there's that influence as well as his his appreciation for classical music and and understanding different instruments and, and like he's trying to play a little bit with the keyboard upstairs. You know he's interested to play a little bit more keyboard uh, um, 
I forgot the name of the show, but there was a Disney show that he likes to watch, and he's trying to play the theme song on the key on the keyboard. And I was like, "Wow, that is so much better than I thought I could ever." I mean, I can't even touch the keyboard. I was like, "Let alone play something that sounded like music." So it's interesting. It's very nice, but I do want to say something a little bit as far as audio when it comes down to it. You got a sure. chance to play with a little bit of hardware that yeah is really good. so. Anyway, yeah. so I, 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 you have, I, I don't know, is that what you're wearing? Is that what's on your chest, my friend? So, I mean, not only have I had a chance to play with it, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to it this whole time. <laughs> Big reveal. I've got like this Iron Man disc in the middle of my chest right now. <laughs> yeah, the arc uh, reactor, this is the, uh, the mini, the mini the arc reactor. Yeah, the mini-mini. The mini-mini <laughs> arc reactor. Yeah, Tony Stark built the arc reactor in a cave with a box of scraps, but this one's even smaller. And it doesn't <laughs> have to be inserted. Yeah, no, um, so, um, it, it looks Yeah, fantastic. this is the Ceremonic Blink Me. Uh, I can't hold up the receiver because it's on a much shorter USB cable than I anticipated, so I'd have to unplug <laughs> it, and then everything on my computer will go bork. So That's that not be do bad. that. That is not do but that. Yes, no. Maybe the it box. It comes in a, in a cute little uh, flight case. Uh, nice. and, and it is. It's like it's an actual proper rugged, you know, sealed uh, flight case. And yeah. the, uh, it's, it's another of these um, dual microphone, uh, w- dual wireless microphone setups. So there's one yeah. receiver with two uh, wireless mics that um, you can use sort of like interview style and again, it's like I feel like from Rode kind of popularizing this in a way that's a little bit more of a crossover between consumer and professional. Like I feel yeah. like the Rode Wireless Go 2 got us to true prosumer in this yeah. sort of wireless setup. I really liked my Comicas. I had a great mm-hmm. working relationship with uh, Samson uh, back mm-hmm. in the day. Samson was the first that really put out this. Two, yeah, I work with two them a transmitters times. to one receiver. Yeah. yeah, really good stuff. But I feel it was Rode giving us features like on transmitter recording. Yeah. So just like the DJI, just like the Rode, and I think there's an anchor that does something like there this is an anchor. Too. Yeah, they all followed. I mean, I yeah, once once people realize that hey, this is a feature people like, let's make our own flavor of it. But um, and the reason why I was mentioning it because I got a chance to see the the the, the generation right before this one from Blake yeah. uh, from uh, Ceremonic, which didn't re- in, uh, incorporate yeah. onboard recording. Tough, and that was right? to me was like yeah, I, it was a hard hard shift from going from you know r- the wireless go to and then like ah, you kidding me? I don't have backup. Like I can't just. Some, yeah, there have been a bunch of really good. Like I even kind of liked the um, Joby. Uh, yeah. The oh, Joby is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Wavo series, those mics are pretty good. But I'm now really leaning on the ability to uh, record. Um, yeah, or not. Know, not have to connect. Go to. Yeah, you can I record it without even always throw on a receiver. Exactly. So uh, these are notable um, because they, they come really well accessorized. Like you basically get this crazy stack of magnets. <laughs> um, so in, in the box, yeah. you have just ma- – so right now I've just got it stuck to my shirt on a magnet under my shirt, and that's really quick and easy to do. Or you can also go to um, a cold shoe mount for the receiver oh, nice. or for the, the mic. Or you can also go with like a little clip. That's so good. you can yeah. like attach it to something. And, and the design is pretty sweet in that it's this 
flat cylinder so that when you have it on the clip, you can rotate the mic 360 degrees to get it to line up properly with where you've got where it clipped. Want. It's one exactly. of the tricky things with the Rode is that it's built. the clip is built into the case of the transmitter. So if yeah. you clip it sideways, the mic points sideways. The mic is wide enough that you're probably going to hear your subject okay. But on the Saramonic version of this, you can rotate so that the mic is pointing kind of more generally in the direction of of your source. And then uh, the other cool thing is that this is also a touchscreen control. So I don't want to turn it on now because it's going to send another signal to my receiver. Um, And if I mess with this too much, actually, I can try and just turn the screen on. Let's see if that so I can turn the screen up. Nope. Come on. Point now. Point down. No, we see. You can we kind see, of see yeah. the the levels yeah. are are showing on on the on the uh, the mic screen, and there just kind of turns back off again to save battery. Um, ridiculously long battery life. I uh, I think you've got up to I want to say it's something crazy like ten or twelve hours of recording. In oh, crazy! The, Even better than the than the worldwide wave. Yeah, yeah. gigabytes of storage. And when you're only recording audio files, that can last you a really long time. Very very um, long time. How about my um, kit? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, how about app control? Are we able to? Is there an, uh, some like a like the Road app control center? That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Is okay, um, so this is crazy, crazy new. The kit that I'm using is still on beta firmware, and mm-hmm. Ceremonic has just released a an Android app that really doesn't work. It needs some updates. So uh, your ability to do things like you can change the wallpaper of the mic uh, of the mics so you can like have different colors or if you want a different background image right now, that kind of stuff really only seems to work consistently with iPhones. That's what I do. I put my own. (laughs) That's great. Um, They they, they contacted me and said they're looking into some of the limited support that they have for Android right now. The big problem is just logging into the app. So they okay. want you to use an email and then they send you like a passcode and then that kind of activates all of the app's features. Okay. That right now is proper broken. So I I can't put in the email address. I have to copy my email address and paste it into the app. And then I get a, a code on my email. And when I try to put that code in the Android version, it just goes, no, no, yeah, un- not accepted. And you're like, I really need to update these mics, but they just need a little bit of polish on that. I've been using them just as standalone audio recording units. And with the exception of one of the, the Vivo, yeah, I did the Vivo V27 video where it was just, oh, the new hands ones. Mm-hmm. Cause I couldn't show the mic. The mic was under embargo. Um, <laughs> so I purposely did that video, not on camera. Um, that video, I had two glitches in the recorded audio. So okay. they definitely need a firmware update. They definitely need some app polish, but the entire yeah. kit together is like 250 bucks. And that's wow. really well accessorized at 250 bucks. So if you're yeah. looking for interview style mics, if you're looking for podcasting or vlogging style mics, they do not have an input for a lav though. So okay. you will not want to use these for like fictional um, anything you would need to hide the transmitter and run the mic, like through clothing, 
Um, that's where something like the Rode Wireless Go or the uh, DJI are going to be. DJI, I think I feel for, like it uh, by by comparison is the closest to the to the Rode. I feel like they're both yeah. kind of like right around each other, and I feel. Um, and I think, yeah, even with the, with Anchor, I think it still has, it's not a hundred percent, but I feel like at least yeah. for Ceremonic, this is the move in the right direction. Onboard recording and, and working out the software concerns, I think we'll definitely get them into that spot where they're, for they're sure. known for that. I mean, Ceremonic makes well, audio gear for, and, for professionals. It's not, you know, this really is not just like, like their first time. Yeah, no, I mean, mm-hmm. like Ceremonic mics have a reputation, a really good Absolutely. reputation in that space. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Again, it's kind of like when you buy an import phone and it actually has accessories in the box. I really <laughs> like yeah. that you you buy this kit and you snap it to a magnet and you push go and you're recording the audio. It really is the most streamlined setup I've I've found yet, where mm-hmm. you don't have to buy extra accessories. Um, I, I, like our, our our good friend Dr. Ian Cutris really uses oh, yeah, yeah. the Rode Wireless Go too, but you can see sometimes he gets real creative with how he tries to clip the transmitter, and it's like I don't think he knows about the magnet for it because you have to buy the magnet separately and they're kind of expensive per yeah, and they snap and they snap and they and they can they can crack and split and they're they're surprisingly powerful magnets. They're very, yeah, uh, like, yeah. Oh, yours really, really And tight. they won't go back. Yeah. So, no, out. So, what I do now way. is, if I want to clip it, I, what I do is I keep the small one connected to my desk because it's a metal, the, oh, the legs are metal. Yeah. So, I just anchor my the mic on there. And if I ever have to use it on my shirt, I use the bigger piece and put it under my shirt. It still works. It just doesn't look professional. I was like, what is he putting a pebble in his shirt and trying to put the thing? Yeah, <laughs> it it works. But um, that you're right. When you're when you warned me and you said they, they break easy, they do because it's just such a strong magnet and they're thin. It, the, the sheer force of snapping against each other will crack oh, them up. Yeah. for sure. Oh, and it's it is it is violent attraction <laughs> on yeah. those road magnets. So, yeah. um, the ceremony kit is pretty spot on i i, I, I like really it. like this as another solution for like we've seen a bunch of mini boom microphones between one and two hundred dollars right yeah um like the road uh, mini boom is pretty good joby the wavo joby makes it good. Yeah. but that's all camera perspective audio and yeah. i i don't think again it's one of those consumer education things you can go wireless have yeah. the safety of recording locally in case the wireless signal does catch some interference because that's going to yeah. happen in really busy environments. And exactly. then anything you want to do from a solo vlog to an interview or documentary style is so immediately accessible. And I, I genuinely like, I, I don't know how to express all of the other things that we used to need to pack and carry to accomplish the same task. I used mm-hmm. to do location sound mixing for TV yeah. and for movies and for uh, documentaries. And there was one project where we were doing interviews. And obviously the camera team takes all this time to set up. Um, you know, they've got green screens and they have like people sort of sitting in front of it and they've got to get all the lighting done. But at the same time, it was just me running sound. And so we wanted it backed up with a boom and a lav. 
Mm-hmm. That means I've got to run cables. That means I've got to have mic stands. I've got to stay out of the lighting of the camera team. So I've got to figure out a way to hang a boom directly over someone's head that it's not going to catch the fill light, throw shadows behind the interviewer. Yeah. I have to snake a, a, a lav. Those labs are running off of AA batteries. It's one transmitter to one receiver. I've got to take that receiver and then feed it into a mixing device that I can run audio to the camera and mm-hmm. be able to record locally. So I've got a backpack. I mean, you know, like you've got one of those giant duffel bag backpacks full of gear and mic stands and all of this stuff. And today I would feel pretty comfortable turning to a mic like this or like the road or the DJI to, mm-hmm. to do the exact same task. And, and it's literally just three pieces that look like this and that's it. Absolutely. And I can run that. That, that to yeah. me is ridiculous evolution of what our capabilities out in the field can really look like. So exactly. I, I know that's kind of like overkill for a lot of people. Hey, I just want to shoot some fun videos with my family and stuff. I'm not saying yeah, go yeah. and spend $300 on mics to spruce up your family home videos. Exactly. But there's so much that, that you take that step. Like if I want to interview my grandfather before he passes about what was life like, you know, tell me some stories. What was it like growing up? You served in world war two. Like I can just put this on him and he can talk comfortably and I don't have to worry about freaking him out. You know, like trying to put a microphone in his face or something like that. It just sort of opens your mind a little bit on all the other things that I can do with audio that might, that my family might enjoy or that, you know, a YouTube channel might enjoy. And that to me is the fun of, how aggressively these audio products have fallen in price from, from exactly. that first Samsung kit. Cause I want to say that was closer to $400 all kitted out yeah. with all the accessories to now like a flight case full of all, almost all the stuff that you would need is around 250 to 300. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I use the road, uh, the wireless go to as my main uh, microphones now. I don't have to worry about it. And when I'm traveling, I just put it, pop it in in that, that beautiful case that a buddy of mine got me for Christmas one time. I'll have yeah. to, you know, thank him Is for it that. It's such a good little case, though. I love it. It's the best, man. It's the best. It's a, just about the same size as uh, the the uh, the Max, uh, the glasses. <laughs> it's the same shape. Yeah. So you just put them next to each other in, in the case, and it just fits really nice. Perfect. Um, Perfect. It, it, it's always, always nice. But um, the last thing I actually do want to talk about, obviously, if you haven't had a chance to mm-hmm. check it out, that video for everybody that's uh, watching the show, listening, uh, dropped over on Juan's channel, um, and that's available as well as the Android 13 uh, desktop experience that we were talking about for the Honor Magic 5 Pro, as well as for um, uh, the uh, UPerfect 17-inch 4K display. That also, those are the two videos I've dropped earlier, and I'm working on a third one this week. Hopefully, I can get the uh, the uh, the Max uh, video uh, produced and uh, up on the channel. Hopefully, by this weekend, but. Um, you put up one more con- one more co- topic on the on the chat uh, on the on the video for tonight that I wasn't even aware where uh, what are what is the uh, uh, DaVinci Resolve eighteen point five beta? So because um, I'm not on the beta channel, now, I'm on, yeah, I, I'm running. On I, the main I wasn't channel. either. I, this is the this is the beta that pushed me over into giving it a try. Okay, um, we are both mobile nerds. Absolutely, we really like portable tools that can also run really well from our phones and tablets. Um, I think probably people who watch this or listen to this, like you'd be aware of a video editing app like CapCut. Yeah. What DaVinci Resolve is doing in this beta 
is almost every single big tool is getting spruced up or updated, but they're starting to add a lot of the conveniences and AI in our mobile apps. And one of the most immediate upgrades um, that's that, that I, I just, I had to give it a try and I had to see how well it works. Um, this is the 18.5 beta. It was just announced at um, NAB. Is that what the NAM. trade show that just went? I usually call it NAM. No, isn't it NAB? Oh, I'm is sorry, it... NAB. Yeah. Is it NAB or NAM? Hold on. I know what you're talking ended. about. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was NAM. Da Vinci at NAB. Yeah, at NAB. And AB. No, no, not so, yeah, yeah. That, that's the one that just went out. Okay, sorry. That's not what's important right now. <laughs> so, so a bunch of their like keyframing tools have been spruced up. Um, some new like uh, again, if you're an editor and you really care about like having multiple channels of video and audio, simple things like you can now like sort of resync audio if something happens in your timeline. Just some really really great quality of life stuff. But one of the massive for mm-hmm. me. One of the massive new quality of life improvements is AI generated automatic subtitles because I cannot stay on a script to save my life. And I don't upload uh, subtitles or a script to YouTube because it doesn't, it almost never matches what I actually wrote. When I yeah. do, because often what I'll do is I'll just write notes and then just kind of talk my way through. Well, that's, notes. yeah, no, I know. It's but, the same thing for me. But, yeah. But even when I write a specific word-for-word script, I don't stay word-for-word on that script. So now in DaVinci 18.5, it'll scan through your your video, it'll catch the speech, and then it'll generate um, individual text pieces for every um, sentence that you say. And it, so and it it's puts not it even just text. that you get... So it's not even just that you get like one wall of text... It, it carves each piece of what you say into its own text file that can be separately edited if you want to move. Like, say, you've got subtitles between two people. You mm-hmm. can move those subtitles between two people so that yeah. like, you can maybe make them different colors or give them different, uh, different properties. You can make one italicized if it's got some special kind of emphasis. Yeah. Um, it is shockingly good at tracking my style of mannerisms and incomplete sentences. Because I've got a bad habit where I like to sort of come into an idea with sort of a broken sentence. Or okay. I don't always properly like say like subject noun and all that kind of stuff. I'll, I'll kind I've of been meaning to talk to you point. about that. I think it's one of those things we got to work on. But yeah, no, it, it is. It, it, it is. genuinely is. It does I'm happy that, 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 that Da Vinci is, with... uh, is highlighting this in, in many different but, individualized boxes on top of you. So, so actually, no, unfortunately, Da Vinci is going to be an enabler because it makes my life so much easier when it literally just gives me the proper subtitles for what I'm saying. I didn't have to like try and type out how I changed the script. Now it just does it for me. So uh, this is, this is a little Velatric video that I'm going to be putting together. Um, Here, let me share my screen here real quick. Um, that I'm oh, yeah, speaking together. of which, I'm probably um, going to put this out tomorrow. I should have a video on Velatric coming up very soon. This is for the yeah. socials and stuff. And uh, it's not super fancy, but, you know, it, it catches... So far, I've had to fix 
one word. And the one word I had to fix out of three videos that I've used it on so far was the brand name Velatrek. It just couldn't yeah. spell that properly. Yeah. Everything else. So um, I, I demoed it on my ceremonic video. Mm-hmm. So I, it caught that and it nailed every single weird little mannerism and quirk. In the Velatrek video that we're showing on screen right now, it's both me and my wife talking. And mm-hmm. it just it gets both of us. It got every single word. Um, it properly capitalized Apple Find My as a brand name. It like mm-hmm. understood that that was a, a proper noun. I am incredibly impressed. And the scan happens locally. You don't have to upload anything to like a server. It's not server side. It's um, I've got a 2080 Ti in my yeah. in my workstation and it's generally scanning through my audio at around 13 times real time okay so if you had a th- yeah it's it's pretty quick um as opposed to like some of the other plugins that i've used that kind of replicate this functionality often have to go server side so you have to upload audio and it's, it's it processing it out and you get your srt yeah. file it's, it's going through your audio later. really it's not it's not really going it doesn't really need to touch the uh the video it can go fast when it's only doing audio because there's not really any any plugins or any kind of video you know no right. transitions or whatever audio is pretty straightforward yeah well i mean like we, 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 I, again we're talking uh, so we're, we're, if we talk about like the machine learning components on a phone Mm-hmm. You can get pretty good speech to text in almost real time. Yeah. We, like like Google's Live Translate is surprisingly good, but you just sort of take for granted that it's going to mess up a bunch of words. Yeah. If you do this as a standalone processing where DaVinci software is scrubbing through your audio, you're not doing it real time. So you don't have to you don't have to worry about it being immediately done in the moment, but it seems to be scanning to a quality that is significantly higher than doing a real time live caption on an Android phone. And, oh. and this is just hand in hand with so many AI tweaks. There are now new new um, uh, depth map scanning. The AI mm-hmm. will now use your GPU to like scan distance and depth and it will actually create do you remember on the nokia 9 you would take a photo and you'd also get a side file where it could actually look at the depth of the image captured yeah, by all the cameras taking all the different cameras yeah so now that is an ai plugin that you have access to in davinci nice. resolve even when you haven't shot from depth mapping hardware it's tracking the different pieces in the scene just through software so yeah. it, it it's like it's not DaVinci 19. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I know I, this I get is a it. 0.5 update. This feels like a, a fundamental step, like a significant uptick for all of the little like machine learning um, and auto adjustments and color correction, yeah. automatic subtitles, all of the tools that we have to bake this stuff in. The uh, the OptiFlow, so like when you slow down video and it interpolates frames to try and smooth it mm-hmm. out, that's been improved. Like everything has gotten smarter. Okay, and I'm it's gonna try it. So immediate. 
Yeah. If you're if you're editing, I, I would definitely back up your projects. If you're working on something mainline, don't trust a beta. I haven't had any crashes, but I have had a couple weird stutters that made me think like, oh no, I wonder if it saved. Oh no, it's fine. Okay, everything's okay. Um, but if you're tooling around with some video editing software, this is like, this has rocked my socks. It's caught I'm, up I'm to wondering... so many of the niceties yeah. that we take for granted in Premiere. Because mm-hmm. Adobe was way ahead of the game on a lot of this, like, oh, absolutely. cloning yeah. AI processing and stuff. And mm-hmm. now, not only has DaVinci, like, caught it on so many of these, some of these tools are now so much easier to use than what I remember doing in Premiere to get the same effect going. Um, yeah. it, it really is a, 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 a significant upgrade. Like, it's been a lot of fun to kind of poke around I've already learned like a couple new things like, oh, I didn't even know that the older version of DaVinci could do this. And now the newer version is doing it even better, even better <laughs> which is yeah. just a really fun experience. I, I'm going to try it out and see how it works. Uh, unfortunately, right now, the only system that I have that I'm able to edit videos on is the M1 Mac. So I'm hoping it's available for Mac as well. And it runs as, as smooth as, as what you're saying on yours, Actually, which I'm pretty sure. quite a bit of this is probably better optimized for M1 already. And I would be very surprised if you did something like a subtitle scan and it, I I bet you it's probably going to go faster than on my Threadripper with a 2080 Ti. I, I, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think uh, one of the biggest things that have surprised me the most about the M1 Max was the, how fast and how efficient of a, of a system it is and how quick, how, how, how well does it run on battery for flights, for editing, for creating content oh. when I'm not connected to a, uh, to a power source, yeah, especially right. when I'm traveling. So yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, we're still, you know, early in the year, I'm sure there'll be other opportunities for us to test out, but I think if for anything else, it, it survived my February, I would say travel storm that I've had, that I was on. And um, it, it did the best of everything with me, MWC covering all of that and editing videos on the flight. So for me, I, I, yeah, I definitely want to try 18.5. This is exciting. Uh, those are some of the features I always uh, I appreciate about what CapCut can do. And CapCut mm-hmm. is trying to jump into the desktop experiences now. So you're seeing that there's a Windows installation version of it. There's a Mac installation. And yeah. it's trying to bring in that Adobe Rush style experience onto desktop where, you know, they're trying to compete with Adobe and, and DaVinci mm-hmm. in that manner and try to put in their subscription. They're trying to also offer a lot of the pro stuff. So if you already own DaVinci, you get this for free. 18.5 is not a cost. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially when you're getting all the functions. Well, I really, yeah. So, so some of these new AI tools will be studio only, and that is. But that's what I meant to say. Yeah, Vinci, yeah. But, yeah. What um, I meant to say is like, if you bought it, you got it. Yeah, you don't have to buy oh, it again. Yeah, because I, right. I bought DaVinci Resolve at DaVinci Resolve 15. Yeah, I think I did I really it. Really started using it in earnest. Like it, it, I replaced Vegas with DaVinci Resolve 16, and mm-hmm. I haven't spent another dime on DaVinci Resolve since I got it. So each of these major updates have just been, have been major updates at the same time. Um, if you're on, I, if you're on an iPad, the new multi-camera workflow for LumaFusion, LumaFusion mm-hmm. 4.0 is out. I think that's a separate, like it's a separate plugin that you need to buy, but I think it's like five bucks and all of their multi-tracking, multi-audio, time-syncing. Um, they've got a new uh, um, uh, ducking. So uh, there's a new AI-enhanced vocal lifting mode, which okay. is very similar to the to the speech 
uh, speech editing mode in DaVinci Resolve. Mm -hmm. It is like magic to me how much better that vocal isolation processing has gotten where I used to go through SoundForge and like I'd have to be very careful about selecting a sample of noise and then I could kind of do a noise reduction filter. And now it's like I click a check mark and it hyper isolates my speech and it's really rare that it gets garbled or distorted unless I'm talking over something that is very close to the frequencies of my own speech. That's pretty close to now what's in LumaFusion. So nice. if you've been playing around with LumaFusion on iPad and iOS, um, check out LumaFusion 4. You probably have to kick them a couple more bucks, but the new plugins and the new add-ons mm -hmm. have been phenomenal. I'm really, I'm really excited for um, if, when, if we can get uh, audio syncing. Mm -hmm. So if I shoot video from my phone and I also record video from a mic, it is very difficult on an Android phone to sync up my speech to my video yeah. because you're always sort of like a fraction of a frame off. And the, 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 the audio is either like a fraction of a second ahead of my mouth talking or a fraction of a second behind, but it's noticeable. And so once we get something like that auto syncing on LumaFusion, mm -hmm. it's a whole new ball game. Like if I have a, a garbled part of audio, but I saved it on another microphone like the Ceremonic, I can drop it in there, do a sync up, replace the old track, use the new track, and then I'm off and running again. That type Excellent. of processing mobile is going to be enormous. Um, but yeah, it was a really exciting couple days for uh, video editing announcements just because the, the tools in phone editing apps have been getting better and better. And now we're starting to get that automation mm -hmm. in, in our regular mainstream. desktop tools. Yeah. The desktop the, the, tools. The new, um, uh, the, the new mat and uh, uh, tracking. Mm -hmm. So, so now instead of like having to hyper specify like one point on someone's shirt and DaVinci takes like an hour to scan your video to track this one thing and you get like a movement curve and then you have to go in through a bunch of nodes and customize and how those correct nodes it. work. Exactly. Now yeah, it's all works. like AI. You, you, you just take like a paint tool with like a brush <laughs> and you say, I don't know, track right around here. And if anything in this kind of like wobbly circle that I drew, if anything moves, then just follow that. And it works way better than you think you I got I gotta try those out. Yeah, I, I haven't done tracking. I know Adobe's had that for some time. Um, but yeah, no, I know. Uh, I think this is one of the biggest things with DaVinci is the improvements that you get are are so substantial. And I really yeah. want to see more um support for maybe like Windows on ARM or but more Windows side, not necessarily just Mac side, but I appreciate what they've done in the in the mobile space, at least at this point and what they're pushing with. It, and it's exciting. It's a really good tool. I love it. And um, once I actually do get my system back, uh, we'll, I hopefully will be able to use it again. But uh, until then, the, the M1 Max is, uh, is doing its job right. So I, I, I would have been dead in the water. Like my, my, my Windows laptop is, as we started this video, this live stream, was basically taking a, it's like, eh, I'm not really, I'm not really in the mood tonight. <laughs> Just like, I'm hardwired to the router, but I'm going to say I have weak internet signal because that's how we're going to do it. Um, but no, seriously, well, I mean, I'm, you've been you've been pretty smooth so far on the yeah. Tablets. Hey man, the tablet for the win. <laughs> I should be doing my stream on the tablet from now on and circumvent. I just need to position you in a better spot. Um, but real quick, before we go too far, I, I want to kind of address real quick. Aditya kind of dropped this question in there. He had a question regarding this guy. 
So I have two posters in the corner of my office. Um, I have both Goku. One of them is Super Saiyan Level 2. And then the other one is Ultra Instinct by uh, Barrett, Big- uh, Barrett Biggers. He's uh, an artist that I've been following for quite some time. He does a lot of uh, original anime drawings. And these are some of his older older style uh, posters. But I, I've had them for, for quite some time in my videos. And I typically... But they're always positioned in a weird angle. So I moved it and it's basically sitting there. But yes, it's Dragon Ball, as you can imagine. Come on. I mean, we got we got Goku and Joyous and Robin. Yeah, yeah, that's how we do it. It's good times. But um, so, um, you said you were going to get another video out tomorrow. Is that so? I'm trying to. Sh- okay, so my my goal now that I got my I got the Velotrek other uh, thunder. So I had to um, just a little bit of BTS um, while you were working on your th- on your ST, the, the Thunder One ST. I had a Thunder One where I had some technical problems with um, some internals in there. It wasn't updating the software, and the one I had had an app, which again the whole early access and long story short. Uh, but all of that's been fixed, but I needed to get the piece, the, the, the bike itself replaced. And uh, mm-hmm. so I finally got the, the new replacement today. I also actually got a helmet from uh, Velotrek, which I got a chance nice. to, to check that out. Yeah, um, I need a better helmet. I, in, in all the videos that you see me ride scooters and everything, I'm like wearing a hat. And I'm like, yes, that's not the good thing. I need something to yeah, protect the noggin. Um, I, I, these things I can go fast. I your brain. you not like damage your brain. So, um, so the good thing is tomorrow morning, I'm going to get a chance to go play with that. So my goal is to try to have the video. So I have a lot of the B-roll done. I need a few more and do the A-roll, send that over to review and hopefully it'll get approval and then maybe get it uh, released end of this weekend, maybe early next week at the latest. Nice. Um, but that's like the next thing. I want to get that one out. I want to get the max video out as well. Uh, Cause that's another one that I'm a little bit behind as well. I'm finally kind of, uh, Oh, speaking of which, before I forget too far, um, Aditya, thank you very much. Uh, he, he put in a comment saying, uh, Eid Mubarak for the end of Ramadan. Yes, Ramadan is over. Uh, starting tomorrow, I'm back to normal diet. Um, so I can actually uh, have my normal caffeinated personality <laughs> during the day. Nice. That I, uh, during, during Ramadan, it's a little bit harder. In the afternoon, I lose all of the energy and all the the drive to be able to create. And uh, it's generally been more morning stuff. But anyways... So that's the goal for the next week, uh, for the next few days. And then, so those are the next two videos of for sure, the Velotrek and the, um, uh, the, 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 sorry, the, the Max uh, Glasses AR, which I think is, you know, I'm sure it'll be along the line of what Juan did on his. Uh, but so for you, you were saying something about possibly something dropping out of preview out of the, in the Patreon or is it something else? Yeah, the, the, the video that's in preview right now is talking about image stabilization. It's a quick three minute just i'm outdoors oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you're mentioning an idea down. in my brain um so that's currently in preview on the patreon it might go up tomorrow afternoon but it might go up over the weekend publicly yeah uh, and then i've got um i was picking your brain about hasselblad uh yeah, yeah, yeah. cameras and i i want to put together just a bit of an editorial i really hate doing youtube conflict what phone versus this phone and there's a winner and uh but i i i kind of want to dig in a little bit to how significantly different the uh v uh, the the zeiss processing versus the leica processing versus the hasselblad processing, processing. has been so it's not a camera showdown you know, Vivo versus Xiaomi versus OnePlus, it's mm-hmm. kind of a processing comparison between three camera brands that are being slapped onto the back of phone 
like those those labels are slapped on the back of phones. Yeah. So um, I, I I I'm hoping that's not going to be I'm most of the way through it, but I that's probably going to be out early next week. So I, I don't yeah, think I'll be good. able to finish it up for for the weekend. No, no. I, I, um, if there is one thing I probably would recommend, if you've ever had an opportunity, if you want to go someplace over the weekend to, to shoot some content, um, the Descanso Gardens are doing really nice. Oh, the, yeah. the, all the all the all the, the tulips, fan, yeah. yeah. It, it, but it's like everything is in bloom. Like it's like everything, yeah, all huge. the colors you want. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, actually, and, a and lot Les of that has been the, asking uh, to go to Huntington again, and oh, you yeah. might need to make that trek too. So. Yeah. No. 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 For sure. Oh, for sure. Easy guy here, just in time for us yeah. to shut it all down. <laughs> <laughs> like thanks, Wait, he's bringing oh, us up? in. Easy, he, he's coming I, over just easy, to make sure that we're there. Easy, totally missed when all of us were talking about the V60 being like the goat phone. I felt like that would have sent up the bat signal and gotten him that. That would have been like, yeah, yeah, no, no, like a little bit of the, yeah, a little bit of ring in the air. Like, okay, somebody's <laughs> talking about me. No, no, but on a, on, a, on, on a serious note, I think overall, um, I think hopefully by next week we'll have a little bit more conversation. A little, I'm. I'll be honest. I uh, I'm hoping we'll have more conversation around, or basically better experiences with cameras and optics, and we'll be able to talk a little bit more. Um, I do want to talk to you a little bit offline as well to try to set up some time, maybe for us to do a little bit more of a meetup again. We got to do. You know, we, 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 yeah, we we're do, we're do, and and maybe we're we can cool. do a ramen meetup. I don't know. I'm just saying that right now. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm still on that list of. When when am I going to get a chance to taste that that ramen that you've been promising me for years oh, now? It's so good. <laughs> it's this is what I, I, I get. Just made I it again recently, and you're like, man, I am getting really good at this, like and, and, at this oh chicken and mushroom ramen. I, I may he have to talk to the missus. I may have to talk to, to <laughs> and we're like every time he makes it, send the bat signal or just send me a tweet or a text or something. I'll be there in forty-five. You know, um, but you know, on, on a serious note, I want to say obviously thank you for everybody for hanging out with us on this amazing day. Um, and yes, uh, it's there's a lot of things coming up. I think the thirteen ultra is a very exciting device, and there's a lot more conversations going to be coming out around that. Um, and hopefully when we're both able to play with it, we'll have more to be able to contribute into that conversation. Uh, and uh, with that being said, I do want to say be safe, stay safe. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of the best of our week. Uh, make sure to catch one on Monday mornings for the SGDQA. And of course, uh, you know, you obviously you'll find us on the interrupts, uh, on the Mastodons, on the sometimes on the Twitters. Um, on the, on the, <laughs> I have to say it sometimes. Um and of course, on the YouTube and all of that, links will be in the show notes below. Hopefully, uh, audio podcast or audio version of this podcast will be out in the next day or so. If you'd like to be part of the replay crew, please like and subscribe as usual. And uh, have have a good evening, man, you guys. And we'll see you guys next week.